Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. On today's part of my take, we have our good friend, Jimmy Tatro, in studio, recurring guest, Real Bros of Simi Valley, Season 3, picks back up today. Make sure you watch it. Support our friend, also Billy Football, totally, totally lost his mind. He said Jimmy Tatro is his hero, and uh, but he said you were a sweet bro. So you're good. We also have our good friend Josh Allen and his teammate, uh, now also good friend, Tredavious White, little Buffalo Bills action for the people. Uh, we're going to talk a little NBA. We got Firefest. We have Bigger Than Ben episode two recap. So a packed, packed Friday show to send you off into Labor Day weekend before football comes back. And before we do all that, part of my take is brought to you by the... Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Part of My Take, presented by the Cash App. Go download it right now. Use code Barstool. You get $10 for free, $10 to the ASPCA. Today is Friday, September 4th, Labor Day weekend. Feeling good, feeling great. We got a little bit of chill in the air. Football's coming back. It feels great, guys. And James Harden stinks in a Game 7. So uh, all is right in the world. Stinks in Game 7, but what we saw was the emergence of James Harden as an elite perimeter defender last night. He was he saving did, all his energy. So it, it is one of these things where if that shot had gone another way, if one or two things had broken differently, we would be hammering James Harden today. I, absolutely hammering him. I and think we still can, we by still, the way. Still because can. he only shot the ball three times in the fourth quarter, and he is the Houston Rockets offense. So I think... I think I can still throw out some James Harden slander. Yeah, we can slander him a little bit, and he does look fat. He does look out of shape, but he did hustle on that one play that counted. Got, yes. it, got a hand on the ball. Um, the big story from last night's games was the end of both games and the bizarre, bizarre officiating that came out of it. But it's also and, to be expected. And really strange play calls, too, yes. from, the, from the Thunder. Wait, I— 
the biggest story is Lou Dort, Max Deal. Mm-hmm. I just like saying Lou Dort. It's a great name. Lou Dort is such a great name. And Lou Dort, uh, if you had a player who was just like you gave him all the athleticism and talent to play in the NBA, but he had no real feel for like pace or anything really, that's Lou Dort. And it's so fun to watch because he would just – drive as hard as he could to the hoop and then just chuck the ball as hard as he could to like an unsuspecting teammate just wet from three and then he would he hit he had had 30 and he would hit a three and then the next possession he would miss the rim yeah and he's just and he is also the James Harden stopper and the only problem with the Thunder losing is we couldn't watch Lou Dort fucking cuff up LeBron for he's, a seven game series. He's like the kid in your in your class in like sixth and seventh grade that's super athletic and yes. like really good at football, never played basketball, but he's just like so good because he's such an athlete. Right. Right. Yeah. No, Hank hit the nail on the head. He is like if you're ever in your like university's gym and then the football team comes in to play some pickup basketball, that's how Lou Dort plays. I love it. And he, he pl- I love the fact that his name is Lou Dort and he plays exactly like somebody that you would expect somebody like Lou Dort to play. And just saying Dort. Dort is fun. The, Dort is in session. I also appreciate Welcome the, to Dort Center. I, re, I retreated the guy. He, I think he's had this account for a while now, but it's just the Dort Report. Yeah. And I just love it. And he's just like, <laughs> during the game, he'd be like, how, how are we feeling about Lou? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we're feeling great. It was also Jimmy Butler night. Jimmy Butler. Wait, um, wait, hold on. One, I want to talk uh-huh. about Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but me too. Chris Paul, uh, the flop, the, that one sequence where there was like six flops, and basically both teams were saying like trying like we can flop our way to victory. That game was built for Chris Paul and Chris Paul noticeably kind of absent towards the end there when he's like, "Hey, w- why not try to get to the ball and get a shot?" He was like, built for this though. They they set him up so good for that when he was coming out. He's like, "Chris Paul was telling us like these are the situations he's been for, he's been practicing for and then he just passed away and like it never was close to him getting a shot." Yeah. Yeah, um also when they were talking about Dork like Mark Jackson was trying to com- he was trying his little heart out to mm-hmm. compliment Dort, but his compliments kept coming out like this. Lou Dort understands that he stinks and that he's going to be left open for some shots because he is Lou Dort right. and he doesn't have a problem filling that role of being the guy who sucks. But that's why Lou Dort is a great player. I, and I was him. like, wait, wait a second, Mark. Mark Jackson is also the king of saying like, uh, you're going to tell me that these guys aren't trying their hardest. Careful, out here? Michael Scott. What? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. You gonna tell me? You gonna tell me that these guys don't want to win this playoff game? Like he, he gets into arguments with little Mark Jackson's on his shoulder. Yes. And he invents narratives that don't exist. But I just love it when he, he, like, he asks himself questions constantly. You gonna sit here and tell me that these guys yeah. don't want to win this playoff game? It's like no, no. Who? Yeah. Who said that to you, Mark Jackson? They all do. Are you okay? They all do. Um. All right. So Jimmy, not his best night, but the Heat look good, and I am actually ready. We we now Richard Jefferson has launched us. Prematurely, I might add, because I was saving my Giannis slander for at least game three or game four. But Richard Jefferson launched the internet into that by calling him a Pippin and he needs a Jordan. And we're off. Like, two-time MVP. I assume he's going to win this year. We're fucking ready to go. No clutch gene. Stinks in the playoffs. He's a bum. It's hot take season. Didn't we have that debate earlier this year about LeBron James being more of a Michael Jordan? I think I think LeBron got so punked by the uh, by the Michael Jordan documentary that somebody I forget who it was, but they threw out the take like Michael Jordan is more like a Scottie Pippen, and now AD is like his Michael Jordan. Yeah. So now we're, we've gone to comparing people to Scottie Pippen, who 
by all rights, top is a top twenty-five player of all time, top fifty player of all <laughs> yeah. time. I would say, uh, but yeah, he was on that list of the NBA's all-time Correct. greats. He's a very good player, but if you compare an MVP to Scottie Pippen, you might as well be saying that they're dog shit. Right. And so now we're on to arguing about that. They are down two nothing, but it's like a bad two nothing. There's nothing about the Bucks team that makes me think that they can beat the Heat in seven games or the Celtics in seven games. Yeah, I mean, it's just it was. I, someone made the analogy. I think it's kind of it's not it's spot on, but it's it's a little a little apt that like. The Giannis, right now, regular season Giannis is like that late 90s Shaq who puts up a ton of big numbers. But the problem is you need a really good wing guy in the playoffs. Like, it's a lot harder. The games get called differently. Teams can adjust. And Giannis just barreling to the hoop isn't going to work all the time. And you don't really respect his three-point shot. And he's not a passer, like, as good of a passer as, like, LeBron or even, like, a, a Harden. So teams can can do stuff with him and and now he needs his wing guy he needs his jordan or kobe he needs to find a michael jordan or a or kobe bryant and poor chris middleton's like that's all oh so yeah this he, is about me well chris middleton <laughs> when when you hear all the analysis out there it's like Giannis. he can't excuse me Giannis. he is unable to like drive to the hoop because it, like he's not like a, a great ball handler right. in terms of like creating his own shot that way he doesn't have like a step back I guess he can shoot a, a set jumper or he can jam on somebody so he needs somebody that can get their own shot when Giannis is like attracting the defense and you're right Chris Middleton is that player right. that's the role that he plays and he's not bad at it but every shot at uh, Giannis saying that he needs a Jordan is a direct shot at Chris Middleton. By the way, I uh, he didn't have like a bad game. We're so we're talking like you know we're, we're it's it's obviously we're poking fun of the fact that we as sports fans and sports media always have to immediately go to the hottest take of Giannis now sucks and he's a Pippin, which doesn't suck. But like you said, like that's now become a slur. Mm -hmm. He the didn't the have like that bad. I mean, game. We're not it's just say Pippin anymore on the show. It's kind of like the James Harden thing where you in the playoffs. Guys who are that high level of players, if they aren't able to keep that, like if they just go down like ten percent, it's totally different, mm -hmm. and it and, and it changes everything in the complexity of their team. Um, I do think the Bucks are going to make a little bit of a series. I wouldn't count them out fully, but it's it's not looking good. And and of course, trigger warning for Bucks fans. Any Bucks fan listening right now, you can skip thirty seconds ahead. Got to ask yourself: Is Giannis now going to lead Milwaukee? Because they don't have the team around him. Mm -hmm. Well, they've got they've got Dante, my buddy Dante, on it's the been team. Very bad. They missed Delhi. They missed, Delhi yes. was the heart and soul of that yes. team. You're, but you're right. Like the the Bucks were when they would overperform in the playoffs, then everybody was like happy. But they've set the expectation so well, high. Well, Giannis himself, he fucking crowned himself. Remember when he crowned himself? He put a king's crown, like a, a fake king's crown, on his head after a big dunk, and he's like, "I'm here. I'm the king." So you can get criticized. After that, and mm -hmm. we, and it sucks that it happens, but it's just how the sports world works. Yeah, I say it sucks it happened. I actually love that it happens because this is the fun, the best part about being a sports fan is saying dumb shit about guys who are incredible and winning MVPs and being like bum. Looking back at at the end of that Rockets Thunder game, you saw Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul was he was the official on that last play. Like yes. they were going to give them, yes. they were going to give them just another inbounds pass off the timeout, but Chris Paul like went over argued with the refs for a while, convinced them that there was a call. He did a verbal flop yes. to the refs. and was like, no, you called this against me. I That gave me a, a drunk idea. I wasn't drunk, but this is a drunk idea. Uh, a team or teams should just hire like former referees 
that know the rule books really like back in front to be like the last guy on the bench so that they know all the loopholes. They know what's going on in the court. It's almost like uh, like in Congress when uh, like an oil company will hire an ex uh, congressman to be like their lobbyist. Mm-hmm. There should be a lobbyist position at the end of the bench. I think a smart coach I think just Chris Paul. would take a play yeah. like a Chris yeah. Paul, yeah. but like that's his role on the team to just communicate with the officials back and forth. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right, so we're recording this early because we're going to head out for Labor Day. By the way, we're going to have a show on Tuesday and Friday next week. Tuesday and Friday. Uh, so get ready for that. Um, no show Wednesday. We're going to do Tuesday instead. We have. So the Celtics Raptors are about to play. Celtics are going to sweep. Maybe Just say it. sweep four one. Yeah, I like okay. it. We'll give them one. They'll, they'll go home. You know, home court advantage. They'll probably they'll probably take one there. Uh, get that home cooking in Boston. Yeah. Eat some beans. No, crush them. Oh, you mean Toronto's going to go home? Yeah, like okay, they're going yeah, home. They'll get one poutine. real quick. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and then Clippers are going to kill the Nuggets. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the Lakers are going to destroy Concur. the Rockets. Yes. I, the Lakers are going to destroy the Rockets, but there will be one game where the Rockets just shoot the lights out from three, and everyone's going to be like, could it happen? Mm-hmm. Who knows? And it's also, I'm very excited for that series just because it's the Frankenstein series, like I was saying, where the Rockets are going to just put out a bunch of guys that are six, seven, and below, and the Lakers, I think, can actually put out a full team that's six, seven, and above. So who, who, what will happen? And James Harden will be tired the whole time. I just hope he'll he have gets a game to like where a, he goes for forty-five. Though it'd be great if we got to a game seven just to see him fail again. Yes, that'd be wonderful. Like it's just, it's just fun. It's fun. It's like that's speaking of fun. This is a good segue. Bashing James Harden on Twitter is something we can all bond, you know, together with. I thought the same for Kirk Cousins, but apparently that is now off limits because mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins said, uh, "If I die, I die." When talking about the coronavirus with Kyle Brandt and. Uh, I I made a joke. You made a joke. Then people were like, "Dude, like, there's first of all, there's obviously the the Viking stands, which I understand. Like, whatever. Everyone has the fan bases, uh, or people in the fan bases are like, no, Kirk Cousins is actually good. But then it obviously became political, and people were like Kirk Cousins didn't do anything wrong. Listen, I'm just making Kirk Cousins jokes. I've been making Kirk Cousins jokes for a very long time. I'm gonna keep making Kirk Cousins jokes. I'm the king of stop stop of hating on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I will. I will go to my grave. It has if nothing I, to do with if politics. If I die, I die making fun of Kirk Cousins. Making fun of Kirk Cousins is my personal Big Ten. Big Cat, you know how you get really upset whenever somebody says like, "Okay, the Big Ten is coming back." No, it's not coming back. Like that whole flip flop. You get sad. I get sad envisioning a world where I'm not allowed to make fun of Kirk Cousins. I, it brings me such such joy to do. And the thing is, like, you can definitely. You can bend any stat in the Kirk Cousins cinematic universe to fit your narrative about him and be like, you know, you can cherry pick. He's the most accurate passer uh, in the history of the NFL. He's the new Sam Bradford when mm-hmm. it comes to that. He is he is just so fun to debate about because the people that will disagree with you that love Kirk Cousins, they, they're they 99% Vikings fans and then 1% just delusional people that are so much fun. Just to guys with. who just love Kirk Cousins. I and, said Billy, that, and Billy. I said it to too. Will Kane, you know, Tweeted like nothing Kirk Cousins said was wrong. He's getting criticized for this. And I just replied to him, I was like, dude, if we can't make fun of Kirk Cousins, I also don't care if I die. Yes. Like that is Kill the me. same exact thing. Like Kill me. I I do not if if you're now saying we have to respect Kirk Cousins, that's it. Deals over. That's it's that, over. that is not part of the no. social contract. Throw it all away. The world doesn't want need to exist anymore. Fucking toss Twitter in a in a garbage bin 
And, uh, yeah, kill us all. We'll all just bite a cyanide capsule because I want to make fun of Kirk Cousins. Yes, if Kirk Cousins says, like, I believe that the red quarterback jersey protects me from COVID, I want to be able to comment on that. Right. And I don't want to feel ashamed about that. That is – that's who I am. I also – I will always get – and I'm sure you get it too where people will be like, dude, you root for Mitch Trubisky. And I'm like, listen, man, I – I have a long list of uh, years where I understand what bad quarterback play looks like. Yeah. I wa- I'm speaking from a place. I make fun of Mitch Trubisky and Bears quarterbacks just as much as I make fun of Kirk Cousins. Relax. I watched Kirk Cousins for five years. I know Kirk. I know more about Kirk Cousins than the people who are his fans right now know about Kirk Cousins. God, it's just, it's all falling apart. Um, it is. All right, so the uh, other. I do have to, I, I have to say, um, as much fun as it is to hate on Kirk Cousins, Another part of that interview where he was talking about Creed mm-hmm. and his love of Creed, I have to take my hat off and just absolutely respect the hell out of because he was saying that he wanted – he actually had his representatives reach out to Creed's representatives yep. to see if they would play an acoustic show in his own house just for his own enjoyment. And listen, if you reach that point in life where you can like get your favorite band of all time to come over and play a private concert for you – in your house just because you're bored, you won. You you have one life. So me sitting back and being like, you look like uh, Billy Football if he caught botulism, that should not offend you. It's also, that's the portion of the podcast where Kirk Cousins was just doing a parody of Kirk Cousins. Yes. He's like, what is the most Kirk Cousins thing I can say? I, gotta, I tried to hire Creed for a personal concert. I, I have a Rick Riley joke about okay. it. Okay. Uh, if Scott Stapp's arms were so wide open, it's no wonder Kirk failed to connect with him. Good. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Uh, our resident guy who looks like Kirk Cousins. Any defense? You do look what like Kirk Cousins. What is botulism? You look like Kirk Cousins. It's a disease. It's a sport. That, it's like when you catch balls. You know, when, uh, I thought you were a doctor. When old people inject that stuff into the Botox into their face to make uh, it not move anymore. That's the botulism toxin. Okay. You are a young Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, honestly, I'm also a Creed fan. They have really uplifting right. music and positive. Also a, f- uh-huh. a former quarterback like yes. Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think Kirk Cousins, actually, if he was on the right team, he could definitely win. He right. is. This yes. is the team. No, duh, when you dude. say if Kirk Cousins was on the right like team. The team just ended up and paid this, him the contract. This team that he's currently on right now is right. the team that you would make an argument about of if Kirk Cousins was on a good enough no, team. No, their Kirk, offensive line isn't good enough. Kirk Cousins <laughs> on the Niners. I'm going to bring back my old Jay Cutler playbook. Okay. Listen, if he had an offensive line, it would be fine. What? I think he said Kirk Cousins on the Niners would win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's better than Garoppolo. I I think he's... No, Jimmy G listens to this show. Yeah. And what's up, George? Uh, Greg Kittle. No, I disavow that comment. Dude, you you like that? No. Absolutely. So that's... uh, There you go. (laughs) The best argument you You can make about Kirk Cousins is that he came back... He went to a, a 21 to nothing deficit against a shitty Bucks team in the first half and then came back and barely won that game. And that, then yelled at people. Yeah, and then and then yelled at people in the most passive, sorry, incompletive, aggressive mm-hmm. fashion possible. I'm just saying I'm not worried about Cousins in the spread because I'm not worried about anything anybody catching anything from him. Okay. And the spread. Oh, the spread of the disease. Got yeah. it. No one's going to catch a disease yeah. from I feel Kirk like Cousins. you read that joke and just misremembered reading it back. Uh-huh. She wrote it. There feels like a word or two that you missed. I did. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, and then the other news was Leonard Fournette is now a buck. I'm sad. I really wanted him on the Bears just so that I could say, how could you beat the 2017 second and fourth pick? But who's like, why Why are people saying this is like a 
a big game changer. Dream team. Dream team. Yeah, at some point in the last 24 hours, Leonard Fournette went from being trash to being like the missing piece that's going to put Tom Brady and Gronk into the Super Bowl. It's, it's essentially my Kevin White joke, but in real life, everyone's being serious. They're yes. like, Leonard Fournette was the fourth pick in the draft. How could he be bad? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, he can be bad because we've seen him be bad. Yeah, he is uh, He's definitely the issue. He, he can help solve their like red zone woes because he'll always – if he was on the Falcons, for example – Dan Quinn would never have kicked that field goal because True. he would just hand the ball in over perpetuity over, over to Leonard over. Fournette at the two-yard line and he'd get tackled at the one. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think Leonard Fournette might be the most frustrating goal line back in the history of the Trent NFL. Trent pr- Proportion <laughs> to his body type. Trent Richardson's up Trent, there. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. A, no, but Trent Richardson... Can't find the hole. He would score at the goal line. Remember his, yeah. his rookie year, he had like 10 touchdowns yeah. in Cleveland. And uh, I think all of them came from like two yards. Leonard Fournette, he just, if you put a goal line in front of him, he w- it's going to be very frustrating to watch Leonard Fournette trying to extend the ball into the goal line that says end racism and falling six inches short every mm-hmm. single time. We need, uh, now we're going to get the Leonard Fournette fans mad at us. Leonard 101, come out. <laughs> Are the Bucks a super team? Yes, no, they're a dream team. You think there's. Uh, Bucks have entered into dream team. Status right now, yes. I think someone. Ha- I think someone has to say it though. Someone well, I just on did. the Bucks. No, 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 on the Bucks. Hmm. Someone Giannis. on the Bucks has to be like, we're kind of, we're kind of a dream team. <laughs> we're kind of a dream team. Uh, who is the most likely on that team? Gronk. Will super teams ruin the NFL? If Gronk, no, but he's, he's Gronk. Been, yeah, he's been he's training. He's, yeah, no, Connor Barth training. Yeah, if you could get Gronk, maybe like in in six weeks when Gronk when he. When he flushes more of you the guys might be able to get him to say right, which be like dream team. No, but he'd be like he'd be like this team's super like like thinking like like it's sick, it's sweet. It's I like when you do team. Gronk because you're doing yourself. I know he was a big <laughs> idol of mine. It's the cream team. <laughs> oh, they should bring back the cream skulls. Uh, all right, let's get to Firefest of the week, and then we got our interviews. PFT, you got a quick ad? Yes, I want to talk to you guys about. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. All right, let's go Firefest of the week. Uh, Hank. My Firefest, uh, you know, life is a parent. I'm sure you guys have dealt with this, but my, my, my puppy got kennel cough for the first time. No disrespect to families. Mm. Uh, no disrespect to families. I don't know how this would be disrespectful to families. Well, you said you were talking about, like, you've dealt with your children. This is your child. Correct. Uh, he got kennel cough. He was supposed to go staying uh, with Rhea's parents this weekend while we went on a mandatory uh, work absence. Where they're for, they're not. It's what, not a vacation. What's it they're called? A mandatory, uh, mandatory work long weekend of not working. Yeah, but it's not my choice. Yeah. Uh, but he has kennel cough. His parents have dogs, so he can't go there and stay with them because he's contagious. And the place we're going to stay doesn't allow dogs, so now we can't go. Mm. Mm. Did you not give him his shots? What are you like a? a it's so sad. Kennel cough. Rob Schneider type. It's very. Don't sad. believe in vaccinations, Hank. No, we very got him all sad. shots. Uh. I actually think it might have been from they have an old dog that's kind of very oh your dog you're shaming no you just get it from other dogs mm-hmm. and we were just trying to you've figure had out a cough recently which dog had it 
Do you think you had kennel cough? No. I don't okay. think humans can get it. They can. They absolutely can. 100% can. Oh. Stella had kennel cough when we adopted her because we adopted her from a shelter. Cause she saved her I've life. I've got a good fucking heart. Who saved uh, who? You adopted Normie, right? In a way. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> all right. Is that your fire fest? The last vacation of summer. Not a vacation. Not a vacation. Mandatory but, work. Yeah. It's a mandatory work absence. Do you, do you yeah. have uh, medication? Yeah, we went took him to the, took him to the vet. He's all set, got antibiotics. He just can't be around other dogs for two weeks. Okay, does he does he eat uh, the medicine, or do you have to like hide it in peanut butter? Hide it in yeah, like hide it in treats. Mm-hmm. That's one thing Leroy's really good at is he, you can like hide it in anything. Like they sell these little pocket pills or these mm-hmm. combo type things that you can put the pill in for a dog, and Leroy will eat somehow in his mouth. He'll like gnaw around all the edges and then spit the pill out of the yeah. Ground. Yep, still does that too. The cheese, give mm-hmm. her the cheese, and she just. Figures it out. Is that it, Hank? Firefest. Firefest of the week Fire by Fest. Hank. Just one of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, no disrespect, families, for me, but this is my first mandatory work absence of the summer, mm-hmm. really since March, and uh, it's kind of a shame. I was looking forward is. to getting some some stuff done this weekend. But. Me too. I um, I'm leaving Leroy alone in the new apartment for the first time. And by like, himself? Well, there's going to be a dog sitter that comes over to check in on okay. him, but I'm going to be worried. Right. I'm going to be worried sick He'll about him. Fine. I'm here. I want to set up like a, a nanny cam or something so I can check in on him, see if he's walking into walls. I did smear an extra layer of peanut butter mm-hmm. on the walls just just for his safety while I'm gone. I'll be around. Thank there's you. A, I lowkey have emergency. one of those nanny cams too that I don't use. If I might be able to swing it to you. Oh That's yeah, if creepy. the dog sitter listens to this show, I I actually yeah. do have a nanny the cam. teddy bear, and you can see it. It, I can see every single room. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, I'm watching yep. you. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then my other fire fest of the week is I can't wear any different pairs of shoes ever again anymore. Nope. So uh, I've been walking on air, literally, with these shoes. Five, ten and a half, feeling great. They're not lifts. They're perfectly normal shoes, so find a new slant already. Uh, so I put on a different pair of shoes to go running, not to brag, the other day. And I felt just – I felt tiny. I felt mm-hmm. like an inward. And uh, last night I was on my couch and I ordered three different colorways of this exact same type of shoe. Beautiful. So now I guess I'm strictly a, a big cat special. A yeah. Zoom 720 for life. Did Dude, you do that? No. Well, I, yeah, I, I've done it for shoes. I do it for socks, hats. underwear, hats. Like you, if you just take jeans, I, I found wear something that jeans. works for me. Yeah. No. No. It's the ultimate uh, liberation when you find a product that you love and you're like, I'm just going to buy all of it and never have to make a decision again in my life. Yeah, and XFL Combine's coming up soon. I can officially list myself as 5'10 and a half, which rounds huge. up to 5'11. Although they probably want a shorter kicker. I Why? Like, I don't know. I feel like kickers... More grounded? Yeah, they just like shorter kickers. Just be like, this guy doesn't have any Whoa. delusions of grandeur. What? 5'10 and a half. 5'10 and a half is not exactly... I'm not right. like dunking it's on not anybody really popping yet. off of the sheet. Oh, that's short? Uh-huh. So then, what would be five eight? Five eight's normal. Okay, five eight so is five, normal. Five ten short. and a half is short. Five ten and yeah, it's, it's actually pretty simple. If you've ever seen, all them, I'm saying is no one's looking seen, at five ten and a half being like that guy's tall. Right. Yeah. If you've okay. seen a meme on Twitter, uh, guys who are five nine and a half to five eleven and a half are basically the size of an ant. Right. Guys who are like five eight to five nine, that's just normal short. Right. I'm not out here pretending I'm six feet. I'm saying with a fact and with authority that I'm 5'11". I have half a feeling you're going to find shoes that maybe give you even more of a lift. Well, somebody suggested maybe I put some lift into, into these shoes, shoes yeah. and then I'd be above six feet. six feet. But you know what? I'm, I don't want to trick anybody. I, I am who I am. <laughs> uh, just wear my the – shoe, they're just comfortable shoes. I just like yeah. these shoes. Um, all right. My fire fest is uh, – I got two of them. These Twitter, oh. these Twitter moments – 
uh, where they're just showing you what big college football games coming up is just driving me insane. Mm-hmm. I saw it last weekend and I was like, the Bears. okay, maybe maybe it's just a malfunction. But now they just have like Illinois versus Ohio State tonight, and I just can't stop. Yeah, stop. It's like when we were going through the schedule, imagining what weeks were going to be like LSU at Alabama, right. all, all that stuff. Like, oh, it was like October second week in October was going to be all these great matchups. Just thinking about what could have been. I don't need to. See, you don't need to rub my face in on Twitter. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and then my other fire fest is, uh, although college football is technically back this weekend, there are some games. Big slate. Um, my other fire fest is it was it's Madden Code season, and uh, I don't know. I just I think I've lost the luster. I don't feel the same. Why is that? I don't. I don't know. I just don't feel it's the same new power. And different right? for I don't you? feel the same power. Is it just because nobody wants these Madden codes? No, people want them. Believe me, my mentions are all asking for Madden uh-huh. codes. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna put a couple in this show. And then why don't you just yeah, rattle, just rattle right. a couple off. PS4 three J Q four T G N B M K four D Xbox Y P P R J three T R six Q R K J three K six P seven seven J C seven F seven Z. How's that feel? No, it doesn't. What if you hired uh, like a, a plane, like a Skywriter that had the banner with the Madden code behind it and then ha- hired that person to like fly around the city? Yeah, I don't know. That could be fun. I just don't feel it the same way. So I, I admit, I'm not saying it's over, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll just take those. Whoever wants those, take those. Um, all right, Billy, your fire fest. Uh, I have two fire fests of the weeks. First one, uh, I was running through the woods with my dog. Speaking of like dog ailments. And he was rolling around in horse chestnuts, and he had an allergic reaction. Turns out there are you. Uh, are you the worst dog owner ever? <laughs> no, he, he, we were uh, we were exercising. Okay. Horse anyway. chestnuts feels like one of those euphemisms. Oh, balls. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what is a horse chestnut? It's a it's like a regular chestnut, but it's a certain variety that you can't eat. But horses and deer love. It's actually great bait for hunting. You hunt horses? Deer. Okay. I don't actually <laughs> hunt deer, but anyway. So had to give him some Benadryl. Anyway, my second fire fest of the week, I had this on Monday. There's no way you gave him the correct dosage. I, I called my, my, my vet. You called your friend. Wait, so you called you, your friend. Did you give him the same examination that you gave to Hank? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Okay. Anyway, so um, Dude Wipes, great product. I've been using them. We were talking about this the other day. Great for the penultimate wipe. Because you don't have the dryness and you have the cleanest. So I was at my buddy's house. He sometimes has dude wipes. His light bulb was out in his bathroom. So it was all dark. So I was like, look, hey, I hope this um, package is either dude wipes or if I'm unlucky, he uses cocoa butter wipes a lot. So hopefully one of them I can use to wipe my penalty wipe. What are you wipe. cocoa butter wipes for? This is hurting my brain. What does anyway, someone, someone use cocoa butter wipes for? For their skin. Okay. To hydrate. Anyway, uh, I wiped using it. I get up, leave. Um, my asshole started burning. <laughs> like, I put alcohol on a cut. Turns out it was a disinfectant wipe. Oh, uh, okay. You yeah. have a really clean bucket. Wait, is this the Firefest story? Yeah. Okay. That actually ended happened. up being good. It sucked. Right, but it was a good the story. Buffalo so how'd you get rid days. of it? You did, he, a, did he have to wipe it out? No. You have to oh. use a Roman swipe next and just mm-hmm. numbs it right up. Exactly. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. Does your friend also so live just, in a barn? No. Just make just sure no 
power. Make sure, yeah. Honestly, in my area, we lose power a lot. It make sure that when you're wiping, that what you're I wiping. Feel like with you, it's just that you live in a barn community. Is not. <laughs> you're running through the woods. I live with the Amish. You live in a barn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your friend doesn't have power. Anyway, just make sure what you're wiping with is only dude wipes. Is your butt good though? It hasn't recovered to be honest. Whoa. Oh. Just got you got just going on all soup diet. Sit in a puddle. Soup and pudding. Mm-hmm. Sit in a gross Don't puddle. Fix your back end. You got it. My fire All right, All right good, good fire job, fest, Billy. Billy. And that was a good story for Monday. And I totally also the forgot horse about chestnut. It. The horse chestnut. You feel good about it? You feel like I feel like you don't feel good about you it. You know what? I just need to get into this weekend. <laughs> Everybody tweet <laughs> emojis of peaches. Sober at, September at though this weekend. Yeah, yeah, sober September. Yeah, you don't have to so worry about IPA staying in your bunghole. Life is just stressing you out. All right, let's get to our interviews. First up, we have Jimmy Tatro. Uh, before we do that, a word from our friends at NHTSA. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's not a big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Seriously, guys, don't even risk it. It's not worth it. Uber, uh, you know, Lyft, all these things exist now. It should be an absolute no-brainer. Do not get in a car, behind the wheels, in a car with someone who's been drinking. Don't even risk it, not even a drink. So do it. Make sure you're safe. Make sure that you are having fun, but being safe, it is not worth it. Uh, and thank you to NHTSA for spreading that message. Okay, here is our friend, Jimmy Tatro. Okay, we now welcome on recurring guest, friend of the program. It is Jimmy Tatro. What's up, guys? He is in person. Good to see you, dude. Good to see you. I love I love getting that recurring guest title. That's yeah, big. you're there. Well, you're, you're a recurring guest the first time you do an interview. We just tell people that so it incepts them into being like, now I have to come on. Okay. Next time I'm invited. But now you're like a legit recurring guest. Legitimate now, recurring yes. I would say you're getting dangerously close to like friend of the program territory. Yeah. Oh, I think you're full friend of the program. Uh-huh. Wow. You're Guys. fucked. Yes. Wow. You're yes. fucked, my friend. And here I was just thinking I was coming in for my, my boner dog's callback. Mm. Oh, so oh, well, since way, you brought it up. It's, it's, things are cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There <laughs> is. Uh, we interviewed Sandler after like a few months after uh, we interviewed you and he's in. Fully. Okay. I mean, that's. Then it's, so it's it's a green light. It's There's a bit of Eric war. Roth. Oh yeah, is writing the script. The he writer of us... Forrest Gump is writing Boner Dogs. No way. Yes, yeah. he actually sent a script. He's got one page so far. It's the title page and it has his name but it on looks it. Looks, but he wrote it. Yeah. So yeah, he's at least like a co-writer. So wow. things are cooking. Yeah. I mean, congratulations, guys. You were yeah. an early adopter. You now, the more stars that we get involved. You may whoa, whoa. like just are be you, a pube by the end, are you but saying you'll still I've be been in demoted? it. <laughs> well, you're falling, you're falling back in the pack. Yeah, but that's all, that's only because like the people that we have on more recently, we tend to overpromise things. So since you're here now, like I'm probably going to be willing to be like, yeah, you're going to be the piss hole, you're going to be both balls mm-hmm. and all you're the pubes up. for the boner. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, but yeah. I mean, guys, I've been loosely attached for what is it, like a year now? Yeah, yeah over a year. I've been loosely attached for over a year. You know, you can't you can't push me too far back in the past. That's true. Have you had people come up to you and ask you about boner dogs? I actually have. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I, I got so many people that came up to me after the first time we did the podcast. Like, yo, heard you guys heard you on part of my take, man. Yeah. That, was, that was awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize you guys were you guys were a huge deal. Cali too, yeah. I mean, boner dogs is going to happen. I, yeah. If I were to put money on it, I would say that within five years, the actual movie will be legit. I don't know if it's going to be like full length or what, but I, I would imagine. I don't doubt that. No, at all the only question with boner dogs at this point, it's not a if, it's a when, and it's not a when. It's how much money they're going to give us up front. Uh, because if they give us too much, we're just going to blow it. That's all. the movie. Yeah, like they need to dangle it. They need to dangle something for us because otherwise, like someone. The dumbest thing someone could do is someone could just give us a sh- big m- check and be like, "Hey, here you go, do boner dogs." And be like, "Cool," and then like ten, you know, like ten months later, we just have uh, a flip book. Big and we're like, "But Jimmy Tatro was doing the book." Tell people not to yeah, give right, us we'll a shitload this. of money. We'll cut this. We'll cut that this. was dumb. But no, right. I, I, I do think though that uh, if it does happen. You are on the short list to play one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is good. Yes, yeah. this is really yeah, good. I, and also, it's 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 a great time to do animated stuff. Yes, that's all you can. That's right. all you can really do. That's right true. Now. That's what I was saying. Like, have you have you been able to work it all over the summer? Like, how does that? I'd imagine that like doing Zoom related comedy kind of loses its its like flair after about a week. Did you you didn't go to my Zoom comedy show last week? I didn't mm. go to your Zoom comedy show. You did. I'm sorry. You I, do. I didn't get the evite. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's fun. <laughs> you have uh, Real Bros Simi Valley coming out. Uh, wh- whenever we air this, coming out on September fourth. September fourth. And you had to cut it short. Yeah. Ultimate cliffhanger. Ultimate. Yeah. I yeah. So. To Xander just question, going on his bachelor party. That's the cliffhanger. Xander is about to go on his bachelor <laughs> party. Um, I have been the only work I've really been doing during this time is animated stuff. Um, cause you can do that like over, so like I'm doing an animated show and then an animated movie and they would send me like, you know, sound recording equipment and like I would set up like a little mini studio in my closet and then get on a zoom call with the director and actually get like, one of them needed actual like final productions quality sound. And the other one was just kind of like, you know, we're going to ADR it later, but I've been doing some voiceover stuff and we did have to pause, uh, real bros. I did get COVID. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. I did, yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, guys, I don't think I can come into the edit. I have COVID. Um, How was it? That's a, that's a great excuse, though. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they were like, are you sure you have it? I'm like, guys, we got to pause. <laughs> like, there's no really getting around this. Um, yeah, I didn't have it that bad. I had super, super minor symptoms. Like, I was on a trip. We went to Miami and, like, Everyone in my group got it. And uh, like four or five people had like super bad fevers and were like the sickest they've ever been. I didn't get it that bad. I had pretty minor symptoms, but I just lost my taste and smell for like a month and a half. This that was sucks. very early on, right? Yeah, I had it like way before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you were not, the now it's like, yeah. it's actually become not cool anymore. I mean, it's no. just like so mainstream now. Right. Yeah. Right. Everyone's talking about it. You like yeah. COVID? Name three of their albums. Right. <laughs> right. Didn't think so. They're playing, they're playing like uh, all the, all the NBA arenas now. Yeah. I mean, like when I had it, it was so early on that like my symptoms weren't even really on the internet yet. Cause I got it like. March 8th was when I found out. Mm, yeah. And First like wave. The, the lockdown hadn't even happened yet. So like I was like telling my production company like, yo, 
we got to pause. Like, I can't go in and finish the edit right now. Wait, so you, but you were wearing a mask when you came in. So are you are you of like the mindset that you can get it again? Because I feel like if I had it, I would just be like, fuck this. That's how I was at first. Like at first, I was like, I had it. I'm invincible. Like I don't need to <laughs> yeah. like cough in my mouth. I'm good. Um, not actually, but um. I don't know. Now I just like the more we find out, the more we realize we know nothing, and I don't want to be yeah. like a carrier and like I don't know. I'm I've always been like kind of a germaphobe. Like I just wash my hands a lot, mm-hmm. and now I just am feeling like everything I'm touching is like infecting, and I gotta like hand sanitize. So I've just been like staying out of cities and. Well, know. welcome to New York City. Yeah, yeah that's just a great move in yeah. general to yeah. stay out of New York. Well, you you were I. Something about your uh, Instagram and your vibe is just like, I think we talked about this last time, the California teen vibe, but you are just cooler than I'll ever be. And uh, you did a road trip that was like essentially like a Volkswagen commercial yeah. where you were just in like all the ne- the uh, national parks living out of an RV. <laughs> like, you you know, when you yeah. see those people on Instagram, I was like they a make living out of an RV look cool and romantic. Yeah. And then I think about like. If I were in that RV, it'd smell like farts and like my clothes would be everywhere. Yes, yeah, so, look for, like so, shit. For some reason, in like all those influencers posts that they put up, there's never any like wrinkled up Taco Bell in right, the corner of your right. car. Yeah. I just know how bad yeah. I would smell and like how fries gross in between I would be. every single seat. Yeah, but you it did it like you, shit. You you looked like uh, it was it was actually quite nice. I was living in it was like a fucking Pinterest board. The whole thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like I'm like in this van. Like God damn it, I look like I'm in a fucking yes Pinterest commercial right you now. You saw a geyser, and then the next day you went on a hike, and it's like oh, and then we cooked over this little Bunsen burner. Like I would have burned, I would have burned the whole thing down. I would have fucking yeah. I, I can't, I can't take full credit for for the planning of the trip or or the aesthetic. Yeah. Um. But uh, I definitely reap the benefits of of the vibe. It does sound like a Subaru commercial mixed yes. in with like one of those like Knob Creek whiskey ones where they drink out of a tin glass around a campfire yeah. at the end. It's it's the road it's yeah. the road yeah. trip version of seeing a shirt on a mannequin and being like, ooh, I want that shirt, and then putting it on and be like, oh yeah, I forgot I have breasts. Yeah. Or like, like <laughs> I watched Jimmy do it, and I was like, ooh, I want that, and then like, wait. I'm a fat slob that would like burn everything and fart everywhere. You get attacked by a bear. Yeah, right. Yeah. I actually, it was actually like, it was definitely intense, you know, to, to travel. Like, you know, we went to like up the California coast over to Montana and then stayed there for like a week and then came down through like Jackson Hole, Yellowstone and did all that stuff. But um, it went very smoothly. Like, it's definitely intense to do it. There's a lot of like upkeep and you're, you know, you're going around in a van and, yeah. um, but like, we we cheated a little bit, you know. Like we stayed at some hotels. Okay, I like. It wasn't that. like we weren't roughing yes. it the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's like when we do grit week, and you have to like call ahead to schedule <laughs> out like certain campsites, right? Yeah, like you like, have to take a. You have to be like, hey, nature, can I? Am I allowed to sleep there on like the thirtieth of, of August? Right. They have like a list set up for you and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like an app that we found that like lets you know cool campsites like yeah. in in the area, so you can like it's almost like Airbnb for campsites. Are Are you We're not just, worried about the super volcano at Yellowstone? Uh, not really. We're know? very worried. Oh, wow. Are you? Well, that's it. like 2020 has been the year of like all the fear porn online where they just like, like they this keep would playing, be the time. They keep yeah. playing the hits where they're like, okay, there's murder hornets that are back. There's like the, all the bees are dying. Like global warming is hitting again. Double hurricane. Yeah, double hurricane. Yeah. Pretty soon they're going to break out the old summer of the shark increase in shark attacks. And oh yeah, the super volcano is still there. Mm-hmm. Dude, there was actually coming. a shark attack at the beach I was at like two weeks ago. Yep. yep. We saw this dolphin super close to shore and we're looking at it like, damn, that dolphin's really close. And then all of a sudden 
we we hear like an hour later like that dolphin that you saw got eaten by a shark in front of a bunch of kids there was blood everywhere they learned you learned have you ever yeah. eaten tuna you've probably eaten dolphin hard, too. hard knocks life um, speaking of bees though i don't know if you saw my my instagram oh yes but yes. for a while for almost all of 2019 i housed probably the largest bee population west of the mississippi was that mm-hmm. intentional or were you were you harvesting their honey i wanted to that was the goal um, I found out about this thing. Chris Hemsworth actually posted like a photo of this flow hive thing that can like, <laughs> he had like honey on tap. And yeah. I was like, it's oh like my the most God. boring. What's the most bored a rich person can get? <laughs> a, a well, no, it's flow chart. What is it called? It's a, like a, it's a, a flow hive. Flow hive. And you, you put your bees in this box and then the honey filters down into like jars. And that was the goal. And, uh, <laughs> so everyone was like, you got to get rid of this beehive. Like it was, you know, at the time it was like this big and everyone was like, that's so fucking big. You have to get rid of this. And I was like, we, the bee, we need the bees. Like yeah. we're doing a good thing. Right. I'm not getting rid of the beehive. And then like a huge chunk fell and everyone was like, now you have to get rid of it. But like, you know, I was, I was just went out there with a spoon. I was like scraping the honey off. It was delicious. So I refused to get rid of it. They built it back. It ended up being like this big. Like, no joke. It got so big, the whole thing fell off the branch. And it was probably like 80 pounds of hive just on the Dude, ground. That's like a metaphor. It's like, you know, the bees, they were great, but they got too big for their own good. Destroyed themselves. <laughs> so, so wait, so the, I saw it fall, and then what, Think about you, it. What, did you, what ended up happening? So, it was like, the, the day it fell was the day I, like, started my camper van trip. So, okay. my roommate called me, like, dude, the hive fell, dude. Like, all, all frantic. I can't even understand a word he's saying. I'm like, I'm like, Kyle, talk to me, man. What's going on? He's like, I just, uh, there's, just there's bees everywhere. There's just, like, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. I'm, like, camping. So, I didn't even get back for, like, two weeks. And he hadn't touched it, obviously. It was still on the ground. <laughs> and uh, it was just this heap of, of beehive. And there was still, like, you know, there's still a sizable hive up there in the tree, like, that big. I don't think the queen left. Oh, the queen's oh, still there. The so life goes on. Okay. Yeah, life goes on. Nice. But I called, like, you know, my local hive or beekeepers or whatever, and I was like, <laughs> how do I translate this into something I can, I can get honey on tap from? And she was like, oh, you shouldn't eat that honey. Like, you don't know, you know, it's, it's Africanized. Mm. The, the bees are like, you don't know they're mating. They're like cross mating and you, you don't want to eat that honey. No, you, what you did like, was. I did. It was delicious. Really? She probably asked you for the address and now she's going to show up and harvest your yeah. honey. Ooh. I don't think that there's a profession in America that gets more like free advice calls than beekeepers yes. probably do. Billy, you have like a small hive in your backyard. You just automatically, I'm going to call a beekeeper. Yeah, Billy, you, know, you, you, you want to tell Jimmy about Africanized honey? I mean, you just looked. Africanized honeybees are actually a real problem because they're invasive and they sting more and they're way more aggressive and they've actually been a huge problem. For this is our bee expert, Billy. Really. Oh, Thank wow. You, I didn't Billy. know you guys had a local bee expert. Yeah. Epi- I would have stopped talking Epi- a long time. He's, he's got a farm. He's got a farm, yeah. He's got like every animal yeah. out there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. Um, last time. <laughs> Sorry, just dis- disregard everything I said. No, he actually uh, reads just Wikipedia and then makes up half the facts. So what he just said very well could be false. Okay. Like, Actually, most likely is false. I would actually think that their honey would be tastier, though. Yeah. Because they're so aggressive about defending it. Like, they really? What all... do you say about that? They actually escaped from a lab in Brazil. They were trying okay, to create... See, this is where he's making no, this, it up. This, part this, is true. this is actually yeah. true. They escaped from a lab. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a problem. Then they spread. 
Got it. Huge issue. Yeah, Into Jimmy's issue. backyard. Is, exactly. is this the plot line of Ant-Man and the Wasp? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're Brazilian honeybee. They've got big asses. They escape from a lab. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. See, the, the best part about Billy is you just have someone around who you just ask questions to. He says it with enough confidence. It doesn't really matter what he says. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we're just like, okay. That's on, that makes sense. That's really just a secret to life in yeah. general. Um, last time we saw you on the big screen was actually not on a big screen because it was on a, uh, a home release of King of Staten Island. Right. It was intended to be a big screen. It was, yes. yeah, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was a really good movie. Very yeah. good. We had Bill Burr on here. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Oscar buzz around Bill Burr's performance in that movie. Actually? Yeah. I mean, I thought, he, I thought he Not, killed it. I mean, yes, from us. From us. From, but from, I thought yeah. he was really good in it. So I'll, I'll start off by asking you the same question I asked him. Did you get to kiss Marissa Tomei? Mm. <laughs> I did not. Um, that would have been probably pretty weird um, for one of the random firefighters yep. in the firehouse too. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> um, but um, Bill Burr was is just the coolest. Yeah. Like yes. the coolest guy ever. You yes. Know? He does not need to be that cool. Like mm-hmm. he could still be as cool as he is by being much less cool. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Does that make sense? I agree. Like he's like one of those OG stand-up comics that like he could be a dick and still be super cool. And people would still be like, I love him. Yes, people would still be like, I love you, you're the man. Right, but he but, actually like, is the man. He's actually yes. like super, super cool. Yes. And mm-hmm. just super nice and like just just the best. Did you get did you get as much screen time as you thought you were gonna get? You I know you have to like you want to be in a Judd Apatow movie again. Uh, <laughs> it was actually good that they cut you. And you should say that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Great, great uh, job. No, I, I thought it might be in a little, a little more. I didn't really know. How what does I that was... work, though? Well, so I'm like good buddies with Pete, and um, so I kind of like I don't usually sign up for something without really knowing what I'm getting into. But Pete was like, "Yo, you got to be in my movie," and I was like, "Yeah, hundred percent. Your movie, Judd Apatow, like a thousand percent. I'm, I'm doing it." So I didn't even really like read a script or anything. We just kind of showed up and you know like they had a script i think but um i didn't yeah, i didn't really get a script <laughs> they until just like, like handed you the mop and they were yeah. like here you go just yeah. be in the background of this shot <laughs> right. right right yeah um but yeah i i came out here for like firefighter training and like we did like a full day of like fire drills and stuff and like we're in the gear like you know crawling on the floor with one foot on the wall like putting out real fires and stuff um and then yeah i saw the movie i was like did we need to do a full day? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. could have probably just told us that yeah <laughs> now did you do you how does it work do you get paid you get paid beforehand so it doesn't matter how much you're in it you obviously want to be in it more but right. it's not like ultimately it's if they cut. Yeah, you're kind of getting paid for your time. Right. You know, like right. as long as you're, it's like week by week. Yeah. Or like there's, I mean, there's a locked in rate before you even get out there. But, you know, I was just happy to be, I just like, you know, Judd Apatow is like. Yeah. Judd Apatow, obviously. Say yes to that. Can I give you a spin zone? Line. Right. Here's, here's a good way to think about it. So you were in that movie with a lot of like superstar legends of the game comedians and actors, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the cast was Steve just Shammy, like a yeah. who's who. Uh, right now, you are very much like an up-and-coming actor who's next in line to be in that who's who. So, like, in the in the movie, you played a firefighter that was an up-and-comer coming onto the force, mm-hmm. learning from the big dogs, and you were next up. It was just an allegory for your career. Yeah. Wow. So it's really deep if you think about it that way. That's they a great way to look at perfectly. it. That was very nice of you, P.S. Yeah. That's, I'll that's do beautiful. a meaner way. Do um, it. How much longer can you be considered up-and-coming before we're just like, this guy's never coming. <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't think I have that much longer being up and coming. I think I only got like a few more years yeah. of being up and coming before it just you know 
That's just a, a it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're up and coming. You're what? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. I think you have until at least like thirty three, and then it's like, okay, what are you? You're either coming or you're washed. Yeah. So you're five, <laughs> yeah. five years. Five years. You got. I think you're. You think you'll ever be like, um, like a big time movie? Maybe not. A, like the main role, but like the the awesome sidekick that everyone really loves. Yeah, I think I will. Um, I mean, everything everything has just taken like a, a long time, right? You know, and nothing has like happened in my career overnight. Everything has been like such a such a process, and like every time I've thought like something would really be big, even if it has been big and like propel me super far, it's like it's just kind of like just a, just been a slow process, and I've just kind of accepted that everything's going to take time. Um. And just try not to get discouraged with the process. Just enjoy the process as much as possible. And when you do get frustrated, just nice to like turn around, look, and see how far you've come, and yeah. then put your head down and just keep going. Does it get frustrating at, at all? And I would imagine it does. But like, Real Bros of Simi Valley is so fucking funny. Like, it's one of the funniest things I've watched. And I watch it. I'm like, why isn't this a TV show? Like, who's making the decisions where they're not like this is fucking genius? Does that get frustrating? Where you're like, hey, guys. Like, I mean, you can't say, hey, guys, this is genius. But I can. It's genius. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, the way that all happened is, like, it's funny. Real Bros was never, like, a big priority of mine. Like, yeah. at the time we sold it, it was just kind of like I was trying to sell something else. And we just, like, you know, I had already, like, financed it and we made it for my YouTube channel. So it was, like, it was done. And all we needed to do to sell it was, like, just show Facebook and they're like yeah we want that right so like I didn't really put too much you know time into like deciding where it was going to live and everything it was just like oh Facebook wants to make this awesome let's make it um so I mean like I'm happy that we have a place to just make it and, and put it up and it's free I watch something like that and I'm like how is this not a hit across the board when you see other things you're like this is not like that funny and I watch Real Bros and I laugh the entire time yeah so it doesn't I don't know, have that to would be, be on TV though it doesn't have to no, be on TV to not. be a huge hit like I think that, not, but... that the way that turned out ended up being like a massive massive success and the reality is like network executives for the most part aren't going to look to these other places like Facebook or YouTube until like they have kids that reach the age where their kids can tell them what to watch and what's cool right and then at that point they'll reach out and then do I really want to be on TV? Like, we had a TV show for a day. Mm-hmm. We left because we didn't feel like that was our scene, so we decided to we quit. We just bounced. We yeah. just said, fuck yeah, you. nothing else that Two happens. middle fingers in the air. Yep. Coming back to the podcasting. Uh-huh. But I think, like, <laughs> with the different platforms you've been on, you don't need, like, you don't need to be on NBC. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you should. Yeah, I don't necessarily. Yeah, I don't really want, like, to your point, like, I don't really want to be, it's not like, I don't measure it the success of the show by like be like where it lives yeah you know my I, I think the show is successful it lives on facebook people love it you know it's a hit where it is um but yeah it's like the people associate like legitimacy so much with like where it is and like it being on a network platform right. like, i don't think it would belong on a network platform mm-hmm. and right now i just want to be on like as many platforms as possible i just want more people to see it because yeah. i think it's that funny that's my thing. It's like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who do see it on Facebook, but it's like that's yeah, I mean, the frustrating part where it's like you see other shows, less funny shows, get promotion, and you're like, wait, right. this show is is way funnier. Why aren't more you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no red table talks, but it's pretty good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like the memes. I, I like the uh, bro, I'm straight up not having a good time meme. It just applies to That's everything. True. My favorite one, you've probably seen this, is Jason saying, I'm straight up not having a good time, bro. And the caption of it is, Poland during World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are Very becoming solid. like that is you are becoming a cult classic in the meme world. Yeah, right? it's it, there's a lot of lot of memes. I also appreciate I've been seeing like a lot of sports programs like tweeting out like straight up not having a good time memes. Mm-hmm. And like also the thing I like the most is I've been seeing I've been getting tweeted a lot of videos of like like a college baseball player will like slide into second and then pop up and do the like. <laughs> like, like the Xander move, and I'm like, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I want that to that be like an cool. NFL celebration. Get yes. that going. Oh, I'm yes. sure. I'm sure George Kittle would do something like that. Oh, yeah. He seems like a real big Simi Valley fan. He, Absolutely, he is a fan of the real bros. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Saw that coming. Uh, we love. Jared we love doing George. it. Yeah, yeah. Bortles, RIP. Well, he uh, could do that. Yeah. Um, last time we had you on, you did a. Uh, you broke it down really nice for us. The difference between like was it kickback. Uh, party, party, hang sesh. Was that one of them? Yeah. I forget what all the different ones were. Yeah, can you yeah. just can you just break down the difference between various types of bros in Southern California? Because as far as me and Big Cat are concerned, there's like there's one type of bro. We're very myopic in how we how view. We're just afraid of all of them. But I'm sure there are like different. There's nuances, right? From like Simi Valley to Huntington Beach to Redondo Beach or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of different the va- the bros and real bros of Simi Valley are kind of like the deep valley bros mm-hmm. like they're the ones you know with the the Oakley sunglasses and the, the tank tops and they all have boats they all have they all have boats and jet skis that are attached to their trucks um so that's like one specific kind of bro. do they ever get mad at you like has anyone ever been like dude that's fucked up Honestly, I thought that would happen, but it kind of hasn't. Okay. Like, yeah, no, I haven't gotten like any any hate from those those bros. Okay, just they seem for, to like it. They're yeah. psyched to have representation, right? Right. <laughs> That's they're me. like this guy's Xander they're guy's showing their sweet kids. as hell. Yeah. Like, look, look, that can be you on TV. That's we can do this. Yeah. That's right. Me. Right. Right. <laughs> Okay, so that's that. That's the Valley Bros, and then you know you got like the the Surfer Bros, like the Malibu Bros. Mm-hmm. They're like you know the more tan, skinnier. Yeah. Soft blonde hair. You say soft. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to say soft. Less smoothies. Somebody might say soft. <laughs> more, more pretty. Okay. Pretty boys. Okay. 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 Um, what else? NorCal. NorCal is there's another type of bro in NorCal. There's some crossover between NorCal and, and the Simi Bros. I think. Okay. Where does NorCal start? Is that like Bakersfield? No, Bakersfield is pretty. So. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> where where would be the cutoff line? Uh, maybe like San Jose. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about what about like inland bros? Like uh, where I think Simi Bros are kind of inland. They kind of are. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of um, like how would you classify? It's basically uh, a desert, right? Like Simi Valley is a very dry place. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just like deep valley, so it's not that far from the beach. Yeah. But there's also like a lake out there, so I was just I, I remember driving through there and I was like, This looks like every suburb that I've ever lived in my entire life. Hey, that's the show right there. Yeah. What about like the Diaz brothers? Where are they? They're from two oh nine. Where's that? Who were the They're uh Nate Diaz, the, the UFC fighters. Oh, okay. Dallas Braden is from two oh nine. Where's the where are they from? They're they from Sacramento. Braden? Uh two nine area code. That would be I can't remember where they're Stockton. Stockton. Modesto. Stockton. 
Stockton, Stockton and Bastyr. That, that's okay. up. That's up north. Uh, okay. let's, let's circle back to the name Dallas Braden. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's an all time. Threw a perfect name. game once. Uh huh. Well, no hitter, but yeah. Who is he? He works with us. He used to pitch for the A's. Flamed out, but did throw a perfect game. Wow. Dallas Braden is a solid name, though. Braden Dallas. He's a, he's a, a Cali bro. He's got the Cali bro. He's like, he's got. I don't know where Stockton is, but he's. That's the Nate Diaz. Like they're intimidated, intimidating in their own right. Cali I love bro. a good full name, like a good, you know, just a name that you hear and you're like, wow, that just flows yeah. nicely. Uh-huh. Dallas Braden. It's a, it paints you a picture before you even meet him, and you probably get the just exact picture correctly. Right. Absolutely. Just yeah. an absolute badass. I was uh, I was looking through your filmography before you came here oh, and no. i saw you were in a movie last, called. see last time you did this you pulled up my stats from like high school we can talk oh, yeah. about that and you know I, yeah I, what was it 1.6 <laughs> points per game yeah it no, was, it was a little less than skip bayless yeah it was bad it you was averaged like half but you had that one tournament that you went off i appreciate you remembering that. yes yes <laughs> i do fucking balled out that tournament yeah i mean you know as, as i said last time you know i don't think all the games were recorded <laughs> And, uh, yeah. 1.7 points per game, I'm sorry. But you had the point one assists per game and then 1.2 right. rebounds per but game. But if you look, you may notice only like two games were recorded or maybe three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or ten. You but also seem games. like this intense. might be, uh, I don't even think this is a mean thing to say, but you also seem like the kid who was way taller than everyone when he was 12 and stopped growing. No. I was, oh, really? <laughs> I was just okay. short. Okay. I just the whole stayed time. short the whole Got time. It. Yeah. Got it. You had yeah. yeah so you, you had that like alpha energy where you're like oh that kid was a boss when he was like twelve I was and not he just a boss never grew ever again no he was I, like five eight I, I had when like he was a 11. big I had a big gap in my teeth and uh, in sophomore year I had like the the Bieber swoosh and braces <laughs> so like I don't know if it was alpha energy coming out of me oh there's some good pictures of you here so they've got you uh, on Max Preps somehow somebody uploaded yourself to Max Preps Dude, <laughs> you had some fucking cankles back in high school huh. Ankles. Yeah. I mean, at least in this one picture. Look at this just, picture. There's no ankle there. I mean, You're that's just, good. those are just the calves. Do yeah. You know? Those are just, just, you also give calves. off the alpha energy because you're, you're an LA guy who went to Arizona, which mm, I just yeah. figured, like, holy shit, that guy has had his shirt off for like half his life. And I take my shirt <laughs> off never. I mean, you're looking pretty jacked right <laughs> now. Yeah, I'm wearing a black shirt today. So thank you. That's I'm all wa- it takes. Yeah. Yeah, but you you act I'm like also when you go shirt. to Arizona, you just basically pop your shirt off right when you get off the plane. You're like, all right, let's party for the next four years. <laughs> Is that not wrong? Is you're not that, wrong. Yeah, right. You're, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> right. I know I'm right. Sandler does that too, right? Sandler's always taking his shirt off because like he, he's he, low key. That's, that's yes. why he wears like all the big Baggy. clothes around his friends right. because that way when he takes his shirt off around him, they're like, holy fuck, Sandler's actually swole. So like it's a good like undersell over deliver technique. I think and you don't just... want to be too jacked. Like if you're no. if you're too jacked, like there's some people that take their shirt off, and I'm like, dude, if I was that jacked, I would be uncomfortable. It's a problem yes. taking yeah. my shirt off because I would people would be like, okay, calm the fuck down. It's well, soccer just, guy hot. It tells soccer me soccer guys have like the per like the body that every every chick wants now. Soccer guys. They love to take their shirts off. Right. Because they're not jacked, but they're like have a six pack. You it's know just... what I don't like when, when soccer guys rip their shirts off. Like, they score a goal, right? They rip their shirt off. Sure, you're happy, you want to rip your shirt off, whatever. But when they adjust their, like, their waistline and pull it down a little bit... So they mm-hmm. show the dick line. To show the, yeah, the, the dick, dick line. It's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice V. Yeah, they, well, I think they shave before the games, too. They're, like, they're hairless. Or right. maybe just from playing soccer, you just develop a lack of hair on your body. 
Um, but I was going to say, I saw that you were in a movie called How to Have Sex on a Plane. Whoa. What was that about? That, my IMDb, there's some of my YouTube videos have been, <laughs> have been, <laughs> have been uploaded to uh, uh-huh. IMDb. Like, I guess either like, you know, someone that was in it wanted to put it on IMDb or something. Ah, okay. So that's just a YouTube sketch that I did. That's it's like, actually my like most my most viewed on YouTube video. IMDb page. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got uh, it. it. Yeah, just listed your, your character as lead guy. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. Um, I actually tried to get it taken off because... Oh. Right, we can get that figured out for you. It's harder than you'd think. Really? Yeah. IMDb is forever? Hmm. But that... Would be that a shame video is actually put... my, my most viewed YouTube video. Oh, wow. You, off the top of your head, do you know how many it has? My guess is, like, last I checked, it was like 50 million or something. So it would be bad if someone put, know. like, lead scrotum boner dogs <laughs> 2022 on your IMDb. In production. It yeah, is in, in production, production, right? That would be that would be bad. Lead scrotum? Yeah. <laughs> I'd want to maybe work with that character name a little bit. Fuck. Yeah, you have, like, 60 million views on this. Holy that shit. That video was actually a real idea that I had. Um, to have sex on a plane? Yeah, I I, I pitched it to my ex girlfriend. <laughs> you pitched it like this is yeah. a, a meeting that you had <laughs> with her. The I, it was like a half joking pitch, but I was like, you know, I was talking about joining the Mile High Club, and I'm like, the move is like everyone thinks like you sneak to the bathroom, and you know you like sneak it, but it's like it's so obvious. You both walk into the bathroom, everyone knows what's going on. Right. So I'm like, you got to fake an argument. Right, yep. you start screaming at each other, but you're embarrassed. You don't want to have a screaming argument in front of everyone on this plane. So you're like, "Let's go finish this screaming argument in the bathroom." So you keep screaming in the bathroom, pretending you're arguing. Yep. But little do they know, you're actually <laughs> having sex. But you just need to keep screaming at each other the whole time, and then you finally finish the argument and you walk out. But that's very smart. And you're like, people- "Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> we just had to work that out." I always, so. Anytime it's occurred to me, like, maybe you could join the Mile High Club, I've always just thought, like, going back to your seat, everyone will stare at you. And then, like, what happens in the sky? Can a flight attendant, like, arrest you? Can they come up and be like, sir, you need to come with me? Because I would crack like that. Any, I think any guy would. But it wouldn't be from the flight attendant saying, like, I think you were having sex in the bathroom. Tell me. If all they would have to say would be, like, you just got laid in the bathroom. That is so awesome. And I'd be like, yeah, it was. And they like, yes. gotcha. That's, yeah. that's the Ooh, easiest way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So, Jimmy, you are a diehard Laker fan. Yeah. Uh, if the Lakers win this year, where you agree, it doesn't count, right? Okay. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, we all agree. Right? I think it, it counts. No. It, only if LeBron what, loses. What doesn't count about it? It's a bubble. It's like yeah. a Mickey Mouse situation. Yeah, there's no, no like away the fake fans. Yeah. So you're saying because there's no fans, it doesn't actually count. So then what? The NFL is not going to count. No, 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 no. It's different. It's, it's different. Well, it depends on who. Why? Wins, why is the NFL different? Super what about Bowl? baseball? Well, it depends it, on who wins yeah. World Series. Like if the uh, Yankees or Raptors win, that is always at a neutral location. True. That's a good point, Hank. Great point. Also, they're going to be playing in the real stadiums. They're not going to be playing at like Walt Disney World. Yeah. So. The NBA, they're playing like in front of like me characters, basically. Right. I don't know. I think it definitely still counts. Is LeBron your favorite Laker of all time? Absolutely not. I mean, oh. Co- Kobe's my favorite Laker of all time. He will never. That will never change. Um, what if LeBron wins seven titles in a row? I will be very thankful of LeBron for doing that. For what if Caruso for Kobe's wins team? Eight titles in a row. Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he does, man. <laughs> I hope he does, and I would I would really appreciate them doing that for Kobe's program. It becomes mm-hmm. Caruso's city. Alex Caruso gets That'd be a mural. Sick. What if Dwight Howard wins ten in a row? Ooh, man! 
I, you know, I, I, <laughs> you don't have to say anything I have, more. Dwight, I have mixed feelings about Dwight Howard. I'm, I'm happy he's on the team and you know doing well in his role, but it's hard to forgive him for you know his complete dud of a season. Right mm-hmm. back but, when, back when we could have got. Chris Paul and Dwight Howard. It just, you know, the whole thing brings up some bad memories. And... Wait, so you're obviously Rams, not Chargers, right? Yeah, Rams. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, the Clippers are obviously, I, no one in, who's actually from L.A. possibly could care about the Clippers. Are you worried? And if you are a Clippers fan, you're clearly not from L.A. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. What? Are, they should move to San Diego. What about Malcolm I would in the love middle? for them to move to San Diego. Oh, so you be... hate the Clippers? I am out. I I never cared about the Clippers. You know, I like it was always just like, sure, you guys can you guys can be here too. It's fine. It's like you know, <laughs> um, we can you know you can share whatever. Right. And then the second they get a little bit good, it's just from all these Clipper fans coming out of the woodworks. Just they just want to yap. They want to talk about how they're the team of L.A. And it's just like shut up. We let you be here. Just just be grateful. Right. Go to San Diego. Take the Chargers with you too. Just 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 get out of here. So if the Clippers beat the Lakers this year, are you then saying it doesn't count? Uh I wouldn't say it doesn't count. I would mm. just be I would just uh Pretend it doesn't count. That would be a tough one. I think yeah. that would make LeBron like the biggest disappointment of all Lakers of all time, wouldn't Ooh. it? If he doesn't win any titles and he loses against you're, you're if he loses local to rivals? the Clippers, that would be that would be tough. Yeah, yeah. take away really his purple and gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeBron, you know he needs he needs to bring the title home this year. Would, really you, would you say he's been a disappointment thus far? No, I wouldn't. He I, hasn't won a title yet. Yeah, I mean he's this is the second year. Didn't make the playoffs the first year. Yeah, didn't, didn't even make the playoffs, playoffs. The first year. Traded okay. away all his teammates. Yeah, Lonzo Ball was gonna be a Laker for life. Going bald. We Go got really AD. Bald. We were the best team in the league this year. We're gonna. Pr- Hopefully, knock on wood, win that championship. Which doesn't really count. It counts, though. It does. No, like, you won't put up a banner. A banner? What do you mean a banner? <laughs> like, you won't put a banner up. We won the bubble. Yeah, like, yeah. the bubble? Who cares? I mean, Like, I'm not going to count it in LeBron's record like, unless he loses. It's not like the competition isn't still good out there. It's not like these players are, like, playing like they're in a bubble. Uh, some of them are. Yeah. Like, I would say, like, the, the Bucks stink. <laughs> the Suns have played like they're in a bubble because they don't play well outside of a we bubble. We just want to discredit LeBron in any way possible. So there's so really you guys, nothing. You guys hate LeBron. Yeah. I just okay. it's fun. Here's the thing. I hated LeBron. Yeah. I hated him in when he went to the Heat and he did the whole not one, not two, not three, and claimed he was going to win like nine championships. When he yep. did that, I was like, "Fuck you, LeBron! I'm taking my talents to my." I, I was like, "Fuck that!" I I didn't like him at all. And then he went back to Cleveland, and I just. I found it too hard to hate on him just for what he did when he was like 26. So I forgave him for his now that he's immature actions. Yeah, now you're like, oh, that No, I like the whole time he was on the on the Cavs when he went back to Cleveland. I was like, I respect you for doing that. He brought a championship home to his hometown. I was like, very respectable. You know, I can't I can't hate on you anymore. Your Miami days are behind you. And now he's on the Lakers. Now he just happens to be on the Lakers. Well, what was we very obviously happening was you were you were seeing into the future. And you're like, wait, he's going to be a free agent in two years. He's probably going to come to L.A. I will pre-forgive him so that when he comes to L.A., I won't have to like change my mm-hmm. mind all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I completely – I got to a point where I wasn't – everyone was saying like LeBron might come, and I was just like, I don't want to expect anything because every time this happens, like there's just so many rumors of people coming, and it just – it never happened. So when it did happen, I was just, you know – 
Mm-hmm. I'm but, of the mindset that like LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time, but he's also so fun to watch, like watching him fuck up all the time, like fuck up the small little things. Like when, for example, he's always reading a book and he's always on the first page of the book, like meaning he probably doesn't actually sit down and read through all these things. He just likes being photographed holding a book in his hands. All the things where, like, he's showing up to the game, holding a glass of wine, like, walking underneath the tunnel so that the cameras are on him. Like, all that stuff is fucking hilarious to make fun of him for, and he gives people a lot of material. But I think he is the best basketball no, player of all time. No, you don't think that. I do. No, you don't. Who do you think is the best? Jordan. Player? He's going to say Jordan. It's not even close. Not LeBron even close. is four. Four. It's, it's Jordan one, Shaq two, Anthony Davis three. Whoa. Coming in with AD. <laughs> yeah, no. This is, I mean, the Laker Dan thing. I actually, when when the, when the Kobe passed away and I had, the night before I had been talking about LeBron was my number one Laker of all time. I remember I texted you like a week later and that was the first time I was like, oh shit. Like, cause you were like, that's not funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, dude, the, the, honestly, it sounds kind of crazy, but like, I mean, I'm luckily enough, I haven't had like a close family member pass away. So like. Kobe's death was the hardest a death has ever hit me by far. And, like, I cried for weeks. Like, like I just was so – I've never been so sad. I just didn't think it was I was capable of being that sad. And it, it was – you know that song, uh, Stay Scheming, when it's like, Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym? Yep. Uh, like, he, like, drops Kobe's name in that in that part. And I, I was just like, this was like a month after, and I'm like in my car, just like vibing. I was like having a great day. I'm dancing to the song. And then I just said that line, and I just kind of sat there for a second. And then it just came over me, and I started crying like in the car by myself. Like I went from just like, yeah, and, and then just crying. And then I just started cracking up at how ridiculous that must have looked. Yeah. Sports. Listen, so, you can cry at sports. Yeah. So if anyone saw that land. span of 60 seconds, they would have been like, that guy's a fucking <laughs> He's losing it. He's <laughs> losing it. He just it. danced, cried, and yes. then laughed yes. in 30 yeah. seconds. That's uh, a hell of a day, though, as Jimmy V would say, right? Yes. If you can dance, cry, yes. come, and laugh in the same day, that's a hell of a day. Um, how did you know I came? I came right after. I mean, I could tell. You're it, up and coming. That's your body. <laughs> you just described your body being so confused. It was just like expelling liquids from various <laughs> yes, It's going like, everywhere. Guess I better nut and shit. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Jimmy, you got September 4th. Real Bros of uh, Simi Valley's out. Yeah. I have my last question. It is the MeUndies question. MeUndies.com slash PMT to get 15% off your first purchase. My question is actually not a question. It's just, Billy, just take the mic and start talking to Jimmy. He's your he's your idol. I'm a budding uh, up and coming thespian myself. Uh, I I'm in a improv thespian troupe. right off the bat. Yep. This this crash go, and burn. Billy's going to try to sound very smart, but he instead <laughs> I said you said thespian yeah. like not you were, like, like yeah not <laughs> how do you say it? It's thespian <laughs> with a p. <laughs> anyway, I'm a huge fan of the show. I was actually me and my buddies were real bros of Simi Valley for Halloween. Oh wow! <laughs> Wait, that wasn't Wait, Halloween, Billy. You went yeah. si- you went Simi face. <laughs> what you went? Yeah, it was actually hilarious. But I'm a huge fan of the show. Who, who think, are you? Well, actually, so I was Duncan. I don't actually look like a good Duncan, but my buddy looked really good as uh, Zan. Pull the picture. Uh, let me Get a picture. Let's he's go. Like black tank top is hilarious. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the guy who said that you know he's your he's your idol. I think he's yeah. a, a bro. Yeah. He is well, a bro. I think I'd be a great rancho bro if okay. you ever needed an extra or wow. any other different valleys. Yo, I definitely tell him how much well, you the, the rancho bros. You know, 
I don't want to give too much away, but the Rancho Bros have kind of disbanded. And, uh, yeah, the, some of them went to Del Vista. Whoa. Yeah, so some of the Rancho Bros are over in Del Vista now, repping Del Vista pretty hard. Uh, well, if you need a Del Vista, bro, I'd... Okay. All this right. is Billy's real voice. By yeah, the way. no, this, he's Just not so putting you know. this on. Billy, yeah, tell, tell exactly him. Well, I was going to put on a fake voice to pretend I'm a thespian. No, no, no. no, no, no it's so much I was going to be like, that. yeah, I'm a budding thespian. Like, oh, okay, well, okay. Speaking of putting on a fake voice, I always thought it'd be funny if I, like, I, I already fucked this up, but, like, if I had just like gotten really good at like a British accent yeah and then and then when I did like talk shows and stuff or like podcasts that came on like as a British guy and everyone's like he's British yeah that always fucks me like when you see Adele talk it's like she's got the most yeah. beautiful voice in the world and she's like thank you very much thank you yeah Idris like, Elba not be when he did Elba. after watching The Wire and then you're like what he's British okay right. It's yeah. like it's always these people, and they all have British accents. Like yes. all the, all the best actors. You like, wow. Who's the guy from Wales? Um, uh, Sean Connery. No, Sean Scottish. Uh, Wait, Billy, go back to what you were just saying. You you want to be a, a extra? I, I think I could fit it. I think I could. Tell play him how a part. much you squat and bench. I, I bench three hundred pounds, and I squat like somewhere over four hundred right lie. now. Is it three hundred? What about yeah, um, I think that, and what, like, and what do you squat? What do you squat? Uh, 415, Four fifteen, five times. Okay, five, five, okay cool. Perfect. Billy, tell them about the car that you wanted to I'll buy. Pass that on. I oh yeah, I found this like super souped up uh, Humvee, like but it's street what kind legal. Of Humvee. What, yeah, <laughs> I, I really think I could play a role here. Okay. Okay, but it's it's and street you said legal. Fifteen. It's street yeah. legal. It was like also a truck, <laughs> right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. It also had a truck in it. What what yeah, color? What color? It was, what it was color actually Humvee? it was camo green. Camo. Okay. Uh-huh. Street legal. Oh, uh-huh. uh, okay. Billy definitely watches real CVs. Like this is a reality show, like an actual reality <laughs> show. <laughs> Well, you know, I'll, I'll pass it on if there's a season four. Yeah, d- you know, dunk surf. I mean, season three it. has already been uh, already been shot. I was thinking Billy could be a, a real bro of, of Silicon Valley, and he could be mm. like I don't know, like a cousin, mm. and he's trying to pitch pitch your app. Tell him about your app, Billy. Oh, I have this I have this app idea where it's like ways for going out. So you know how Waze is like crowd, um, <laughs> you crowdsource information on I want to hate. I had a similar idea. I'm yeah, not even going to lie. I think lie. everyone like, who's been at a crowded bar uh-huh. has had this idea. No, but it's like a crowd, crowdsource information on like what's crowded, like the vibe, yeah. like basically lines for clubs. Mm-hmm. Like the ratio. Sort of the, the ratio is a good idea. Ratio. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, like so. which bouncers are soft on IDing. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're that's 21 really, now, That's Billy. really where it like came to me when I was like, like where can I get into bars? But anyway. yeah. I thought about that for like lines, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if there was like one for lines. And then like you like insert a payment option. Actually, you should cut this because this might be like, this could work. Invite see, him on your see, podcast. See, this is invite what I'm talking about. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> now invite him on your podcast and we'll finish <laughs> it. We've got to cut this. Yeah, 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 They're going to take This is going to take off. Hey, uh, do you want to come on my podcast? When where, where's your podcast? It's it's like daily, so we can fit you in any time. It's basically it's called like who's on steroids, and we just guess who's on steroids, and then we okay provide evidence. <laughs> okay, yeah. you got anyone you think you can think of that I think is on steroids? Yeah. Oak. LeBron. Actually, yeah, probably. Probably. LeBron. I'm totally gonna take advantage of my time on the mic, but how is filming with the Blue Mountain State guys? That was it. Was a lot of fun. It was. Like, that was a. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy. It was a, probably pretty similar to what you'd expect. Bro, heaven. Yeah. Like, so, except Thad is like a family man with kids and right. stuff. Billy yeah. gave us a list oh, of six lame. questions, and uh, they were all along the lines of, here's number five, American Vandal was sick. 
That was his question. And then uh, the one about Blue Mountain State was like Blue Mountain State's cast. He tried to like write like use use lofty language to write the exact same question. Blue Mountain State's cast has been notoriously close and tight knit throughout. How did you work into this dynamic as an outsider in the filming? But also an extremely fitting addition. Any stories from the set? That's just Billy's way of saying it was Blue Mountain State was sick, right? So sick. Question mark. I definitely have some stories from the set. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if now's a good time, but uh yeah, I mean it was it was very eventful. We were in North Carolina the whole time. And like I said, it was it was probably pretty similar to what you'd expect. Um Yeah, not from Thad, but mostly from the uh In detail, mm-hmm. explain it to Billy how sick it was. So he has dude, something he can go fap to later. So okay. freaking <laughs> sick, dude. No, 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 no. Quick question. What was sicker? Twenty two jump street or Blue Mountain State set? <laughs> uh man. <laughs> <laughs> When you say sick, just like Billy, he had yeah, corona. No, I would say, I mean, I think it was more. I had more fun. I learned a lot more on, on the Twenty Two Jump Street yeah. set, and I got to work with like, you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who just you know are like the biggest geniuses, and Jonah Hill, and like you know people that are like, I don't know, I've really looked up to for a long time. Um, Blue Mountain State was a lot of fun, but Jump Street was just like a. I mean, that was just an amazing experience to yeah. have. Yeah. I think you did an amazing role as Rooster. I just got to say. It was awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, Great job, Billy. Okay. I've been a fan right. since your TFM days, so, like, uh, it's just kind of Hey, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> um, or thank you, Billy. That was that was wonderful. I, love it. I don't even know if I can if I can end on anything stronger than that. I just no, want to say. No, he's, he's I, been just sitting behind. Just be, Every time you say something, he's just like. He goes, yeah, I know that guy. Uh, I just want to say it was kind of fucked up that you didn't do that Gal Gadot thing where you did the uh, the montage of Imagine oh, yeah. when everybody was getting sick with coronavirus. Yeah, oh, oh, my God, dude. I, I saw that, and I was just like, oh, man, this is bad. <laughs> really bad. This is bad. Really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, it was uh, almost so bad, I thought they were joking. Like, I, this is funny. Right. But they weren't. Wait, but that – so that didn't – that didn't cure COVID. No, well, for a little bit, it, I think none of them got it. Yeah, so that's true. why probably why you got it because you were in it. Fuck. True. Yeah. yeah, you didn't post a video. Did uh-huh. you post like anything on Instagram about like my hearts, my heart and thoughts go out to all the victims? I uh, I don't think uh-huh. I don't know if I did. No, but I did have it. So for all the people that think it's fake, it is it is real. I wear a mask. Do you got to tweet that every day on Twitter. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Let was it uh? Know. Was it sick? To just like take shots of vodka and tequila afterwards, not having any taste whatsoever, you could just rip everything. That was, it was just it sucked. Not having smell and taste, it's just it was just annoying. Like it was just like, it's really it's just a bummer, you know. Like I could taste stuff, but it was like I couldn't really get the intricacies, yeah, of taste and smell. Yeah, those slim jims just didn't snap the same way. They just didn't. Yeah, fuck. Um, all right, well, Jimmy, this has been awesome, man. Thank you for coming by. Of course, what, man. What, oh, you got the picture? Let's see it. Let's see it. Billy's got the picture of him as real wow. bros for Halloween. I love that. This Let is the most it. starstruck he's ever been. We've had, you know, A-Rod was here well, like two days ago. And Jim Florentine's like, coming tomorrow. For you. <laughs> he's pretty pumped about that. Yeah, yeah we're, we're coming back hot with the, the bachelor party. I'm pumped for the bachelor party. Cabo was supposed to be one episode. It ended up being so long, got split into two. So wait, how many episodes we got left? Four? Four episodes. Okay. It was supposed to be three episodes. We got two Cabo episodes. And then the wedding, I assume. And then we got uh, actually two and a half episodes in Cabo. 
like a lot of episode 10 is still in Cabo. And then they get back. They got the rehearsal dinner. Ooh, nice. Some shit goes down. And then, you know, episode 11 may or may not be the wedding. Okay, okay. September 4th. Get excited. September 4th. Uh, Jimmy, thank you so much. We appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. That interview with Jimmy Tatro was brought to you by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon are, are great, great friends. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. It's just about to be autumn, and autumn is without a doubt Mack Weldon season. They've got the best quarter zips in the game. That is a fact. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear in your entire life. Not only does Mack Weldon's socks and shirts look good, they perform well too. You can work out. You can go to work in Mack Weldon. You can take them on a date. Just everyday life. The most versatile line of clothing there is. You can look good on the course. You can look good in the office. You can look good chilling on your couch. You can look great in court if you have to go to court. That's when whenever I wear a collared shirt, Big Cat and Hank are like, hey, you either have court or funeral you're going to. What's the story? Well, I'm usually wearing my Mack Weldons, and they always look good when I do them. And with Mack Weldon, they've created their totally free loyalty program called Weldon Blue, Level one of Weldon Blue, that gets you free shipping for life. For life. And once you reach level two, all you have to do is spend $200 to, to get to level two. Mac Weldon will start giving you 20% off every single order for the next year. Save 20% off all your orders if you spend 200 bucks and you reach that level two at Mac Weldon. I love Mac Weldon. We use them. We love Mac Weldon here at Barcelona Sports. For 20% off your first order, Visit MacWeldon.com slash take, enter promo code take. That's 20% off your very first order. Couldn't be easier than that. You don't even have to reach level two just yet to get that 20% off. Go to MacWeldon.com slash take, and you can thank us later. And now, here are our good friends, Tredavious White and Josh Allen. And now for something completely different. Okay, we now welcome on uh, a very special... Uh, Double interview for Bills Mafia. We love Bills Mafia. We're honorary members of Bills Mafia. It is Josh Allen, starting quarterback, and Tredavious White, who is an incredible, incredible uh, player for the Bills as well. Uh, cornerback, Tredavious White. Trey. Should we say Trey? We're going to say Trey. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. What are, you, are you pointing at me? All right, so let's start. I actually wanted to start with you, Josh. You were trending today. Did you realize that? Why? What'd I do? You threw a fucking sick bomb in practice. Oh. For all the right reasons you were trending. All right, good. Uh, that's good, thanks. So how do you feel right now, like, getting into camp? Uh, have you changed anything? Because people are like, holy shit, look at Josh Allen. I'm like, that's how he always looks. He just throws bombs down the field. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, we worked hard in the offseason. We got a, we got some guys to throw to now. So um, it's it's always a good thing to get the ball in their hands. Yeah, do you realize, though, like when, when teams post these videos on Twitter of their quarterbacks throwing spirals in slow motion, how sweet it looks? Are you thinking about that when you're practicing? No, I, I know how sweet it looks, but it's not anything I think about. You know, it's, I'm not thinking, you know, oh, shit, that one wasn't spiraling too great. So uh, I know that they're not going to put it on social media, though. It's going to be the good throws, right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's they curate true. that. Well, no, we choose to believe that that's what all your passes look like. Correct. Just perfect anyway, spirals. I'm with, I'm with you there. 75 yeah, yards they don't. <laughs> Trey, is he hard to intercept in practice? Hell yeah! If you want a broke finger, uh, dislocated, 
finger, yeah, you want to intercept it, but I'm just gonna knock it down. I'm not going. I'm not wasting my time. Really. There you go. I, I did. <laughs> I'm not gonna miss a game trying to intercept the ball in practice. I, I saw the other day he threw a bomb over you, and they called you out. Like all the reporters that were watching, they were like, "Yeah, uh, Josh yeah, just man. threw yeah, like a that. bomb the, to John the Brown." The offense started. The offense fall started, so the play was already dead. So you know, you know how the, you know how the internet is, man. They always trying to tell you down, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a false start. Yeah, they did not include the fact that it was a false start on that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but did you know it was a false start? Yeah, I did. That's why I stopped. Uh-huh. No, you're lying now. <laughs> Trey, so you are we're we're uh, good friends. I'm gonna say we're good friends with Coach O. You played for him for half a season. Uh, are you guys yeah. sitting in the same room? No, you're nah, not. No, okay. we're social distance. Yeah, yeah. So, Coach O, uh, what was it like to play for him? And do you have any great stories? Because we love him so so much. Uh it was great, man. The energy he brought. We needed. We needed to change at the, at that particular moment. We uh, uh, our team got stagnant because Coach Miles had been there for 12, 13 years, and it was the same message. And we had young. We had a young team, and uh, those guys needed some needed some re- revamp. And he he brought the energy, and just guys loved to play for him, man. He's complete. Coach Miles was the players coach too, but Coach O is the complete players coach. Uh, I mean, he takes. Uh, his players, uh, he takes what they what they say uh, to heart, and uh, he, he 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 works with the players, man. Even though if you, you tell him you sore, something like that, he just give you give you the reason to to want to run through the wall for him. So I mean, he continues to check on us and stuff like that. So he was he was a thrill to play for, man. I, I really enjoyed it for the last eight weeks. I have nine to weeks, well, how long it was. I have to mention I went to uh the University of Wisconsin and we don't get a lot of big time wins, but Wisconsin actually was yeah. part of the reason why Coach O got the job because you got Bart Houston right. in Lambeau. Can you believe that you lost to Bart Houston? No, actually Wisconsin was very good that year. They I think they got up to like number three in the country. So they were very good but we were expecting to 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 win, man. Uh, we we did not expect to go up there and lose, but it, it it was a tough game. Those guys were really good, and we they really shocked us. To be honest, they they yeah. really shocked us. They was able to run with us, and and their defense was really good for all the uh, all the athletes we had on the field, bro. They they had a great 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 group of guys that that year. I'm gonna just take what you just said and just say Big Ten speed, baby. There you go. Yeah. Speak, speaking of Wisconsin, yeah, I mean. Coach Doug's going to turn it down. I'm just, I'm still confused about the whole ordeal there. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back. So, Josh, I appreciate because you've always been – you were a day one ride-or-die guy with Coach Doug's. I always felt bad um, when you and, and Jared Goff would be like, how how do you not see anything out there? Like, it, it, you are you really this bad at the game? But you guys stuck with me. He is going to come back eventually at some oh. point when everyone least That's expects it. Coach Doug. Oh. Trey's like, what the hell's going on, Coach Doug? It's yeah. a made up made up video game uh, coach that I started playing NCAA 14 uh, when the pandemic was going on and there were no sports on. So I would just go online every night and play, and a bunch Great of people content. would watch, and Josh would watch and be like, dude, how? Like, I'm I'm trusting in you, but you're not very good at this game. And I fi- I figured it out eventually. You did. Yeah. And you did win a title with LSU, right? I won a title with LSU. Three-time yes. national yes. champion. Yes. yes. Trey, were you down in, in New Orleans for uh, the national championship? I wouldn't miss it for nothing in the world. That's the only That's the only how I got over the playoff loss against Houston. There you go. That's the only how I got over. It was, was such, such a fun time down there. Did you cry when they won? No, I didn't. But I celebrated like, like, like I won. Because those guys got a ring for, for 
all of the guys that came before him that, you know, especially the 2011 team that lost the last time the national championship was in New Orleans. So all those guys were back. So we, we had a, a great, great celebration in the locker room for those I, young guys. I noticed you didn't hand out any money like Odell. So are you, are you even a real Tiger? Oh, I'm a real Tiger, but I don't have no money to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your money from Josh. No. Yo. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, he, no. Trey, Trey will have enough here come come here soon enough. There we go. There we go. So, Let's start we, the talk. We can put it to bed, though, that LSU is now officially DBU, right? Not Texas? It's, hold up. That's LSU been DBU. I mean, Texas got a lot of great DBs that came out. But if you just look as of late, man, and how how it's not just we're, we're putting them out in the pros. We're actually having guys that perform well in the pros. So that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, I, I want to talk to you real quick about uh, kind of a, a back and forth that's been brewing. It's been bubbling for the last year and a half, almost two years, and that's the impending throw-off between yourself and Patrick Mahomes to see who can who can carry the ball a little bit further in the air. Um, I noticed on the schedule that Kansas City is coming up to Buffalo on October 15th, a Thursday night game. Yep. I was thinking maybe that week we travel up there maybe host a throw-off. I don't know what your schedule is like that week. And then the winner gets Patrick Mahomes' contract. Mm. That, that's what I, I – I was talking to the guys, you know, um, winner gets to switch. Uh-huh. So, like, winner, no matter who wins, we switch. Yeah. Perfect. So, Perfect. I like that. I, I, I think well Pat would be okay with that, as long as he won the competition. But, I, you know, I'd be, be okay losing that one. So, yeah. you, you'd be okay losing. Let's say he went out there, he throws the ball 76 yards. You would tank. You would throw 65 yards – and you'd have to suffer the wrath of that for the rest of your career as being the beta to his alpha, and your only consolation prize would be five hundred million dollars. You could sleep with that? Um, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to ponder over that that uh, dilemma that I have here pretty soon. So I'll keep thinking about it. Okay. For five hundred million, I'm deflating the football store. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, how far do you think? Because you're at least slightly unbiased. Josh obviously can tell us how far he throws, but how far do you think Josh can actually throw a football? Uh, just warmed up from the one yard line. Yep. He can go. He can go over eighty for sure. Over eighty. Over eighty. I think he can close to eighty. I'm gonna give him between seventy five and seventy nine. I think he can throw it eighty, but I'm just gonna go in the back end. But I think I think it's plus seventy five for sure. What do you think, Josh? It's right around the eighty mark. I go with it. I think the other day was uh, that one traveled pretty far, huh, Trey? Are Are you thinking? <laughs> there you go. Are you thinking that he this had to year? Yeah, bring it up, but yeah. What 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 did he do? Did he did he take yeah. the top off the defense and throw it over you guys? Oh uh, yeah, that's the play he was talking about, which y'all guys were talking about earlier. Yeah, I thought that I had an interception as I was looking at it, and as the ball continued to travel and get farther down the field, <laughs> I just noticed it was like going over my head. So, but I'm running at top speed. I feel like this is the you year. Said you gave up on the play though because it was a false start. Good point. Ah, so I was trying to catch. I was trying to catch back up. You got fact checked <laughs> on that one, Trey. Yeah. But then fact I almost checked. pulled my hamstring trying to catch the ball. Yeah, don't get hurt. Don't, no soft tissue injuries this this early in the season, Josh. You think that this is the year that you're going to be able to throw it out of New Era Stadium or New Era Field? Because no, it's not New Era Field oh, anymore. What is it now? Unnamed. Unnamed. You want to buy the name T- of it. TV yeah. Day, the part of my take field. I, I'm all yeah. in on that, by the way. Yeah. I'm yes. all in on uh, Barstool. Yeah. Yes. Barstool Stadium. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. Trey White, go to the academy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So how did that get started, Trey? I know that you always talk about Trey White Goalie Academy. That's how you introduced yourself on Sunday Night Football, right? What is that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's sort of, it was something that I kind of joked joked around with. We was at a, actually at a Sabres game, and I uh, had a camp crew from the team. They were uh, filming me for something, and uh, I think that the Sabres gave up a goal or something, and I was like, whoever the goalie is, to do better, he he should come down to Trey White Goalie Academy in Louisiana for some lessons, and he'll be a he'll be a, a hell of a hell of a goalie. And it stuck with it, kind of just stuck around. And the Pagulas and, and and the team wanted to do some some apparel and some hats and stuff like that. So and it actually was selling. It's actually selling still. So uh, I'm pretty happy. I bought about some. It. Hell just yes. being Stupid on on a, on a, on, a, on a normal day. I love it. I so I, I'm happy we have both of you here because. Uh, we'll start with you, Josh, and then we'll go to Trey. But no, if there are no fans at all in the NFL season, um, I would have to think it helps the offense more than the defense, right? Like, have you thought about uh, how it's going to work when you have no fans and you're trying to run an offense, Josh? Yeah, I mean, when you when you go away and you go into a hostile environment, it kind of changes everything. Um, the verbiage that you're able to use at the line of scrimmage, third downs are so much tougher because – you get screaming and play clocks running down. You can't make adjustments super late. You got to go, um, you know, on the silent count. But now with no fans, you're going to be able to say everything at the line, kind of take your time. Uh, so it's it's definitely an advantage for the offense. But even at home, now our defense can talk. They can hear what the offense is saying. Um, they can make their adjustments as they go along the game too because the defense at home has to kind of deal with the same thing that we deal with on the road. Interesting. So, Trey, are you – are you noticing, or will you? Do you think it's going to help you guys in the long long term this year, being able to talk more, or is it just another thing that's going to hurt defenses in the NFL, where you guys are like, nah, we honestly, can't do I anything? Like our crowd, I feel like our crowd has a has a huge factor, in, especially for the home games, yeah, and and, and disrupting the uh, opposing quarterback. So I feel like uh, no matter what, it's already tough enough to guard these guys in open space in the league, and then if you take out the factor that those guys can't, they 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 that they could going to be able to communicate much more on third downs, which is the most important down on, on uh, during during the drive. I think it's going to be definitely a tough a tough deal for us to deal with this year, as far as just at home games too. What about what about adrenaline? Are you worried about that at all, Trey? Like getting pumped up for a game, nah, not, not running out of the nah, tunnel kind I, of thing. I get pumped. I get pumped up just to go and compete, man. I my whole thing is I don't want to be embarrassed on the field, so. I'm going to be pumped up pretty much every 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 Sunday. I, I'll be ready to go. Yeah, uh, Josh. But I tell you this, it's gonna, you're going to see who really loves the game when it comes to mm-hmm. not having the cameras around and the fans around and see who really going to be out there really playing hard for sure still. Yeah, it's going like to be a lot easier to just quit at halftime and drive home in a season without, without oh, any fans. See, here you go. See, that's why I didn't want to come over here. Because, <laughs> Trey, I saw, I saw your Instagram video that you did with Shady. Where you did uh-huh. an impression of, of Vontae. He does the at best halftime. Vontae impersonation. Can, can too. you bring that back out? I want to hear it. It's so funny. Oh, so which what you want to hear about? I just do which, like which part? The whole thing. Start at halftime. Start in the locker Young room. Young man's game. Ah, okay. Um so I mean, he had just made a, a a crucial third down stop, like thirty four. I think he stopped, he drove and hit the receiver, fits up, you know, getting the crowd pumped up. So, you know, things were going on, going on. And then he would just sit down next to me like it's like third down. The offense on the field. He like yeah, because he usually have his tape all the way up here. Like he tape his uh, wrist all the way up to his elbow, so he get to taking all that off. He was like, 
yeah, young boy, I think I'm done. I can't do it no more. I th- he said, I think this is my last go round. So I looked at him. I'm like, what you mean? Like, this your last, like, I know this your last year. I understand that. I'm like, he was like, nah, this is my last game. I ain't got it no more, man. This is a young man's game. He said, <laughs> he said, he said, yeah, man, y'all got it. I, I'm, I'm done, coach. I, I can't, I'm not going back out there. So he was just taking everything off. Just casually taking everything off. So I was like, all right, bro. Come halftime, he went up to the, he went up to the, uh, he went up to the, uh, to the dressing room. room. We come in, he was, he was gone. I, he was gone. I kind so, of respected it so in a weird way. Day, yeah, go the ahead. Next sorry. Day I called him, and he picked up the phone like, like he just didn't make history. Like he wasn't the first person to retire halftime. <laughs> he was like, I was like, he picked up the phone. He was like, What's up, boy? What's up, young boy? I was like, You good, bro? He was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just chilling at the crib. I said, hey, yeah, we just gonna give you a, a quick 48 hours to, you know, rethink this and we know you're gonna come back. He was like, nah, I'm done. I done hung it up. I done just pulled up me some of this done Julio. <laughs> I kind of in a weird way respect it though, because like obviously going leaving at halftime might put a bad, you know, taste in everyone's mouth, being like, you just left us all high and dry yeah. at halftime. But being like, yeah, I'm, I don't have it anymore. And like I can't help you guys win, I'm done. That's a, a little nah. bit respectable. Yeah, I'd rather have a guy do that than stick around. That's Bonte Davis out there. Like that's Bonte Davis. Like he's still gonna be respected no matter what. So right. that's what we were saying. Yeah. But yeah. you leave us at halftime. Come on, man. <laughs> that's that's he opted out. That's all he did. He yeah. he just said, you know what, I'm done. If if he had stuck around and his heart wasn't in it, then that would end up being like a drag on the rest of the team. So but I. But it was crazy. He waits till after the game. We had unaddressed three corners, and the other corner that we had had got hurt on special teams. So he was the only corner that was left. Okay, that's – retired yeah. at halftime, so yeah. he just had to throw somebody in there. Maybe Damn. maybe wait till after the game. But still, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of yeah. like – I do respect it because nobody else has done it before. So, like, hats off yeah. to him. He's a trendsetter. That's how he was able to uh, do that fan duel commercial. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's true. right. Ended up making a money. Long play. <laughs> just uh, walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk away, bro. <laughs> Josh, I hope one thing that you guys keep in the playbook for this year. I know you got a lot of shit for it, but the go route to the fullback, and I think that you should try it again because now's now's the last time anyone's going to be expecting it because they saw what happened in the last the last time around where it was it was like okay that's a pretty obvious mistake that he made shouldn't have done that but now nobody's going to look to defend it. Yeah, I mean, we like our fullback here in Pat DeMarco. He's got – you guys didn't give him enough assists. I know you guys made your own fullback assists. Yeah. If you go back and watch some of these quarterback sneaks that I had, he was right there pushing me in. So, I'm going to need a recount on those. Okay, we'll get Jake to look but, into that. Jake's keeping okay. the stats on that. We'll, we, we can readjust. Uh, but this year we're going to be keeping a very, very close watch on those. Perfect. Um, Trey. Are you have you buried the hatchet with not that it's on you but with Gronk after the famous Gronk slam? See, uh, nah, I mean I never talked to him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much that's over and done with. I don't think. Well, people still talk about this to this day. Like people still talk about that. It was crazy. I mean, Gronk lost his yeah, mind bro, for a minute. But he only got one one game suspension for that, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now imagine if that that was me though, got mad that I didn't get a sack on Tom Brady. And I did that Tom Brady. How how you think? Like what was been, what would have been the, probably my, my my punishment for doing that to Tom Brady? A little bit more than one week, I'd say. Man, see, they don't, they don't value my life, man. 
Probably now. They ain't value my life back then as a rookie, man. Assault. Yeah, yeah it was assault. assault. It was big time It was time definitely assault. assault. It was uh, definitely assault. I, I was hoping... Hey, but one more thing, though. I understand y'all big Josh Allen fan and stuff like that. Why y'all didn't make uh, Draft Trade White guy come? But y'all did it for Josh Allen. We should have. Yeah, in retrospect... Josh owes us like ten yeah, percent of his signing bonus. So yeah, do you want to give us some? I mean, yeah. you don't want us. You don't want to be on the hook for money. Josh literally owes yeah. us a million dollars. Oh Something no, like I can't that. do that. I got two kids. I can't give them. Right. Yeah. So okay. So we, we, it's good that you got drafted on your own merit, and you didn't need a website to help you. <laughs> so y'all think y'all website really got Josh Allen drafted? Oh yeah, oh, for sure. He would. Josh he was Allen, like maybe undrafted. Josh Allen would be a rancher in fucking California right now if it wasn't for us. Oh, Josh! I don't know. I don't think I'm back y'all on that one. I think I think 17 is a pretty pretty bad boy now. I, no, I he would have got that one out there. We, that was the best part. It's pretty much the sweet spot for every joke we make, where we just make people think that we have more influence than we actually do. And then we all kind of know deep down, like, we didn't do anything. Man, yeah. 10% of his I've signing been, bonus, though? Yeah. You know how much signing bonus a quarterback get? Yeah. What about, what about re-sign? I don't think having no more part in my take, no matter. Y'all get that piece of that 10%. What about re-sign Trey White? Ooh. Resign TreyWhite.com. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, yes. Get that started right now. Okay. okay. So 10% is what you've agreed to. No, 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 no. See, yeah. I got kids. I, I can give you two. Two percent done. 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 You okay, drive a hard bargain. Boom. Damn. Power shift. Wow. Man. Really got us. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I need to see it up now. All right, Josh. You, there's no chance. I mean, you. We joke, but you know that didn't. You were going to get drafted high, no matter what. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's funny though to be like, yeah, it was all Josh draft Josh Allen. <laughs> so we were in contention to draft the other Josh Allen. Yes. Last, last year. Yes. If, if he potentially could have happened again, and our team had bought. Bought the URL we drafted Josh Allen again dot com. Yes. Yeah, oh, that so, would have been great. That would have been the markets cool. on Josh Allen's. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Josh, since we do love you and since we've been such an integral part of your career, I feel like we also have to show you a little bit of tough love every now and again. And yeah, and this this comes from us or it comes to us from Billy Football. Ooh. He broke down some of your film and specifically uh, that throw that was put online today where you threw the deep ball. Uh, he compared it to your arm angle in college and at the combine. And he's saying that you need to get your elbow higher than your shoulder. Your, your throwing motion is starting to give off Philip Rivers vibes. And <laughs> Billy says, we got you drafted. Keep your elbow high and don't get lazy. Don't be spoiled with rocket arm and have lazy mechanics. So is that something that you've been looking at? I want to, now I will, you know, I, I 100% agree with him. You can't argue against him, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, but on the plus side, Philip Rivers, Hall of Fame guy, and I mean, I don't think it's a terrible thing. Good point. You know, so yeah. I guess that's. I guess we're on the right right path. Billy, do you want to defend your take? I, I just want to make sure that you don't get lazy in your mechanics in your third year because <laughs> now there's no excuse. You know, sophomore slump. But I'm a big fan, and I really want you to succeed. You're the man, Billy. Oh, there you we keep go. Keep doing you. There we go. Um, w- Trey, I had one last question for you. You have there's Trey Day in Louisiana. Yeah, every day is. Okay. <laughs> that's a pretty. That's a pretty sick thing to have a name, uh, a day named after you, and have it be Trey Day in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, it's pretty. Is it March third? Uh, huh? Is it March third? Nah, it's uh, April. It's oh, like April. Oh, oh, March third. Oh, would shit! Be cool, you, you wait. Well, March third's what? 
Trey Day. It's two, oh. two threes. Oh, Trey. That, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, that's pretty no, good. Yeah. That is good. I have it in April, man. Around the same time I got drafted, like so. Wait, you don't know? April 20, you don't know Trey Day? You don't know what day Trey Day is? Every twenty, April twenty seventh every year is Trey Day. Someone just, someone just fed that to you, though. No, no, no. It's the day I got drafted. I don't four twenty seven. Okay. Twenty seventh pick on the twenty seventh day of April. Uh, Josh, Thanks. where did you get Trey for the last Trey Day? Uh, I sent I sent him a, a good luck with trade day. Have fun. That's nice. What a gift. Trade day. What a fucking awesome thing to have. Did you get a key to the city or anything, or a key to the state? Yeah, I have a key to the city too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. What does that open? Yeah. See, I'm trying to become in my hometown where Josh Allen is the Buffalo. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bam. I got. I'm over for three on cities to the key uh, keys to the city though. Oh, for four, really. We got to get you one. You should get one to Buffalo. Yeah. If you win a playoff game, then I think that you get a key. No, nah, it's got to be bigger than that. Gotta I got a key to Toledo. We got to win Super Bowl. I got a key to Toledo. Toledo, coming. I saw that. Yeah, you can come yeah. with us when we do that. So that's like partly. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, that would be sick. Time and place, I'm there. Um. All right. So la- last question I had was uh, MeUndies.com slash PMT. Go to MeUndies.com slash PMT. Get 15% off your first purchase. Uh, I think we've asked you this, Josh, but maybe not. But I know we obviously haven't asked you this, Trey. What is your favorite Buffalo wing in Buffalo, Trey? Uh, I like um, I like Duff's man. They got these uh, no, actually, you know what? Duff's is really good. I ain't gonna lie, but I like to go to this place called Marbears because they have Bill. The, no, 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 not Barbell. Marbears. Oh, Marbears. Uh-huh. Marbears. Hey, look, you guys in Buffalo, please go uh, get some of the Trey White spicy barbecue wings at Mulberry. <laughs> I have my own wings. Yes, I have Throw my own the wings. plug. And, and when you buy, you use the code TRAYDAY, and a percentage goes to my foundation. So you guys do that, man. Okay. What, and what is it? What was your answer? I think it it might have we might have asked you it too soon to your uh, moving to Buffalo, Josh. But what's your favorite? Yeah, it'd be it'd be a place called Barbill. It's a little. They yep. got two two stores now. Barbill. Yeah, we know they that. Got, uh, Very good. Honey butter Cajun, honey butter barbecue Cajun style. It's fantastic. They're hot. Is extremely hot. But I'm all in on the uh, the Trey White wings too. I like Barbill's beef on wet too. Yep, and they do you have? Oh, a, you guys went? Yeah, yeah we, we went, went there with uh, uh, Richie, Eric Wood, and and Richie Incognito. Incognito. Do you Incognito. have? Uh, you got to get his name right before you throw a weight at your ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's not true. somebody I'm you want to piss off. Um, do you have your own mug there, Josh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hell yes. That's well, that's that, kind of like that's better than the key it. to the city. Yes, absolutely. It's yeah. basically the key to the city. It, is. it absolutely is. Uh, I have one last last question. Uh, this is kind of an analytics type deal. I saw that Bleacher Report predicts that uh, you guys might have to deal with some adversity in the next couple seasons because the Bills are getting so good that you guys no longer can bank on drafting in like the top five, top ten, and they predict a downturn to the Bills because you're going to be so good that you won't be able to get good players anymore in the first round. This is real high-level analytical stuff. Is that something that you guys have talked about? Hey, maybe we should start sucking again, and then we can get good draft picks, and that's really the key to building towards the future. Hell no, they sucked too long before we got here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. Hey, look, I'm part of the first year of the new coaching staff, the new turnaround, so I take it real real serious. Yeah, we're trying to turn it around. We've been to the playoffs now two of the last three years and in 17 was the first time we made it in 18 years so we take that very seriously so no we still have a young team a young uh core nucleus and i feel like that's gonna 
keep us going in the right direction for years to come. So. I love yeah, it. We'll, 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 we'll take drafting 32nd over drafting fifth any day of the week. Mm. Yes. Well, yes. the analytics nerds would say that's not good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's be like mediocre all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Hopefully, there are fans in the stadium this year because we definitely will come to a Bills game. But, uh, like, I saw you ticket. Yeah. Yeah. We're Bills Mafia, honorary Bills Mafia. And, uh, I, I'm excited to see you guys on more primetime games, too. I'm pumped for yeah. that. How many we got? Four. You got four of them. Yeah. Uh, Josh. Last year, this time, we didn't have not one right. No. Have you I been know. mic'd they up, Josh? No, Josh Allen, right. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Have you been mic'd hey, up for a primetime game yet? Huh? Have either one of you guys been mic'd up for a primetime game? Nah. Nah. No. I feel like that would suck. I, I would just be constantly thinking about what I'm saying and hoping they don't Sam dartled me and, and put out a clip saying I'm seeing yeah. ghosts. I say too many cuss words. Well, so if you guys a great idea. If you guys do get mic'd up for a primetime game, um we'll bump we'll bump point five percent off of your uh fee that you owe us. Two percent Trey, ten percent uh Josh. If you just throw in a couple just say part of my take throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Part of my take. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna yeah. get a play. We'll we'll name it part of my take. Perfect. I love it. That's the yes. fullback Hail Mary. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fullback Hail Mary. I love it. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. It's been fun, and uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate, I it. appreciate it. Y'all guys. Thank you guys. Good Thanks, luck, boys. Yeah. Peace. That interview with Bill's legends. Josh Allen, Tredavious White, were brought to you by our good friends over at Norton antivirus it's sad that cyber criminals are taking advantage of the coronavirus pandemic they've sent malware to scam people trying to learn about cures for the disease they've conducted phishing attacks they've devised counterfeit online pharmacies they've also focused on the economic stimulus by creating fake banking websites a lot of dirty dudes out there a lot of scam artists out there protect yourself they can use phishing emails that's one of the many ways that cyber criminals can try to take what's yours All you have to do is you click a bad link in an email and it could give them access to your passwords or to your personal info. There are more threats than ever, so Norton LifeLock is giving you more protection than ever. So it's Norton 360 with LifeLock, and it provides all-in-one protection. You get device security, identity theft protection, and a VPN for online privacy. And you get a U.S.-based restoration specialist who's going to work to fix any identity theft problems should you become a victim. No one can prevent all cybercrime. No one can stop all identity theft or monitor all the transactions at all the businesses. But Norton 360 with LifeLock is your ally for cybersecurity. So sign up today. You get 25% or more off your first year. That's a huge discount. 25% or more off your first year by going to Norton.com slash PMT. Ask anybody that's ever dealt with identity theft. Ask anyone that's ever dealt with cybercrime. They wish they could go back and prevent it. It's so much easier to stop it before it starts. It is so much less expensive to stop it before it starts. Get some peace of mind by going to Norton.com slash PMT, 25% off, Norton 360 with LifeLock. Okay, let's finish up the show. Uh, reminder, we have a show on Tuesday. We actually have uh, Blake Anderson, Workaholics fame, and uh, Warren Sharp. We're going to talk some NFL preview on Tuesday, then on Friday, we will have our uh, show as scheduled. So no show Wednesday, but a show on Tuesday. Hope everyone enjoys Labor Day weekend. Uh, okay. Bigger Than Ben, part two. Oh, my God. It was so good. 
this it's, it's just a it's just following Ben into doctor visits. Yeah, following Ben around to to various hospitals, to his doctor, to the team facility, and it's interspliced with Ben just vlogging, just walking around his house, talking into his iPhone. And if if there's one person that the front facing iPhone camera was not meant to photograph, it's definitely Big Ben, like because he holds it right at his chin. It yes. looks like the reverse of the pictures that you take of Joe Buck. Because he's going from like his gullet. I've done those with Big Ben. Up. Up. Yeah, yeah, I've done the up on Big Ben. But um, maybe this is just my b- brain is broken by porn. But there's something about someone taking a video and asking questions behind the camera in like a like they were in a, be- a hotel room. They were in a car. I just the whole time I'm like. Are they about to fuck? <laughs> like I, 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 which when they were in the car and she was like, uh-huh. so "How's your arm feeling?" I'm like, "I think they're about to fuck." Like, what, what's, that, what's that you got on there? What are you wearing? Yeah, oh, like, this, this is my brace. I really oh, yeah, is it itchy? I, yeah, it's a little itchy. I wrote it down. Just, I should like, I make it feel better? Oh yeah. Like my brain is so fucked up, and I think that's a common thing that most people probably watch something like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but you just have that vibe. You're like, oh, whoa. Is this this is going to be a porn in a second? I think I had the vibe, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah. It just like subliminally. Yes. I, I was wondering why I was getting aroused during, yes. during it. I think I figured out why. Big Ben. My theory on on this documentary is that Ben sat down when he got injured, and he was like, "I'm going to take this time away from football to write a book. I'm going to mm-hmm. write my story. I'm going to talk about all the ups and downs that I've been through." And he sat down at his computer <laughs> and he typed like chapter one. Yeah. I'm sitting here right now with a hurt elbow. And then he looked at it and he was like, I don't, I don't know what else to say. What? I, you know what? I should just, I should take all my thoughts and just make a video. Yeah, out just of it make instead. a video. <laughs> I like that. That's actually a spot on probably what happened. Um, I also love the editing of this outside of the selfie videos. It's happened, I think, three or four times now where it's almost like we won't believe Ben. So we're just going to. He, he'll say something, and then the editing will cut to his doctor saying the exact same thing. He'll be like, I, it opened, the see, this part two opened with him saying they had never seen an injury like that, and then it goes right to his doctor being like, we've never seen an injury like that. It's almost like a parrot. You can almost tell, though, that the question that was asked to the doctor was leading him to say it a certain yes. way, because Big Ben does say, like, no one's ever seen the the amount that I had torn off the bone was just never before seen in any quarterback. And the doctor was like, "Yeah, you know, um, you don't see that a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's certainly not something that I don't I don't think I've ever operated on." The producer literally asked, "Hey, have you ever seen anything yeah. like this? Talk, talk about that. Talk about how little you've seen <laughs> yeah. things like this. Yeah, all the things you've seen. <laughs> yeah, have you seen anything like this? So we also had the doctor. The doctor is a great character in this because he has been brought in just to." reaffirm how tough big ben is when he gets his stitches out the stitches scene was like like maybe three seconds of taking the stitches out and five minutes about talking about how much it was gonna hurt Mm -hmm. and then afterwards being like told you it was gonna hurt but he also dropped this gem when he said i don't think people realize what it takes to get big ben out there to entertain them he's had 220 over 220 visits (laughs) like what 
What is that? So, so when Ben gets retaped, is that a visit? Like, yeah, what, is, oh yeah, what yeah. qualifies no, as a visit? That's a visit. If you're a hypochondriac, you can have like three. You can rack up three hundred doctors' visits almost instantaneously. I thank God he did this. This is like he just made this for us. Yeah, I really think that he made this. Like, there these two idiots who joke about how I'm like a dog who fakes injuries all the time. So let me make a documentary that's just talking about my injuries. Well, and then there were injuries within the injuries too. Yeah. So there was one scene that was in there where Ben was sitting. I think. At a, I don't know, maybe a soccer field, watching his kids play, mm-hmm. and he turned the camera on. And he goes, "So, uh, so I've got a cold, yes. and so I'm dealing with a cold right now, <laughs> uh, in addition to the elbow." So, update your little glowing yes. uh, figurine silhouette that you put on Fox NFL Sunday, where you talk about all the injuries <laughs> I have, with also a sinus infection, yeah, sinus lungs, get it all. He should have done a side documentary, like to play within the play. Of just him getting over that cold mm-hmm. while he's dealing with the elbow injury. How many times do you think Big Ben has said, like, I think I got corona? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> he's got a million tests. So the only other two things I had. It's, it's essentially the passion of the Christ. Big yes, Ben made the yes, passion of the Christ yes. for himself. Yes. But the strat of turn is just a terrible time. Yes. It's incredible. So he. So the only other two things I had from it was he was cleaning his dog poop in his backyard barefoot. Yep. Psycho. Like just walking. Oh, I around. like that. You got to feel the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, he had like the producer or director, whoever's fucking making this is probably just Big Ben's like cousin. Uh, they had like a moment where they did the the soft music and Big Ben's like running around in a in a sun soaked football field, and I'm I'm sitting there like Big Ben is making like a Tom Rinaldi piece where they where they where they talked to a guy whose like whole family died in a fire and then he got cancer and beat it and got to the NFL. Big Ben just fucking tore a couple ligaments in his elbow. And now he's hanging <laughs> and this was his first hang sesh with the bros yes. since he tore his elbow. And it was like the greatest redemption ending like to, you know, this beautiful scene and soft lighting. It was he's, my wish. Yeah, he's draw, draw you know jogging around. It's like we're letting the dog free again after all the, you know, all the things gone through. It's like, wait, hold on. He missed a year. Like, Alex Smith had an injury that was 10 billion oh. times more horrific than Big Ben. How upset do you think Big Ben was when he saw that Alex Smith video? Oh, and he's God. like, how come I don't have any footage yes, of my kids yes. welcoming me home yes. from the hospital? Like, spraying me down with this Mountain Dew and gravy. <laughs> walking into my house for the first time. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was like, um, you remember that video, Sesso the Lion, when a lion gets like reintroduced to the, to the yes, wild? Yes. And they see their old friends for the first time. They let Big, Big Ben out of the car, and he's like, that's... That's, that's Pouncey. That's Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Oh shit. <gasps> what are what, what are what Pouncey's up to? It's. I mean, it's incredible. I don't know. Are there how many more? It would uh, it, be. So, I think we have four more. It would so, be so Ben Roethlisberger to release two a two part documentary, each being seventeen minutes long, and being like you could have just put it in one. Yeah. I would love that well, so much. You also have, that's it. You have to wonder how much Big Ben's porn addiction played into the never before seen elbow injury True. on his dominant arm. True. He's just jacking it too hard. True and. As I mentioned before, there's just a feeling of a porn vibe. Mm-hmm. Big Ben probably had a lot to do with the storyboarding of this documentary. Yeah, this is why, well, it's why his wife figures so prominently in it, because yes. I think she's probably been up, she knows his secret. Yes. That he just threw on, like, a couple, uh, like, casting couch videos, <laughs> went at himself with too, too high viscosity lube, threw his elbow out, and oh. he had to make it up for her by putting it, her into his uh, documentary. Unbelievable. All right, that is our show. We got a big week next. Guys, football's back. Football is back football on Thursday. Football is back next week. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be weird. 
But football is back. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, Billy, do you have something planned? Because I'm going to give I'm gonna give another Madden code. Okay. See who does it. No, no. We'll finish, and I'll, do, I'll give it after. And I'm also going to pick a, a ping pong ball. But you can talk. Love you guys. Billy? TD42RRNKENRT. That's PlayStation 4. Red pandas are not actually pandas. It's true. Or bears, for that matter. What are what? they? What? They're raccoons, right? Red pandas are basically red raccoons. Red trash pandas. 28. 28. 28. You're like when when you meet like a, a, a five-year-old and you're like, what'd you learn in school today? And he just starts fucking shouting out all these stupid facts about You're the, the kid animals. from Jerry Maguire. Like, That's what you fun. are. You're, you're it a is grown, fun. It is yeah. fun. fun. It is fun. The weekend. Dude, you did a great job today. Jimmy Tatro, sweet. Mm-hmm. Are you going to watch the... Dude, Jimmy Tatro, if he actually said I was he's... chill, that's like... That's no, like no, no. Dolly... He said sweet as in like he's, you know, he's no, very he was, nice. No, he was like, that's, that's like a, a chill Dalai ass Lama bro. saying that you've reached like Dharma. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll Love you guys. Everyone. Have a happy Labor Day weekend. <laughs>